Here we go. Three, two, one. And we're live. Tony Hinchcliffe. Hello. Jake the fucking snake. I can't yeah. believe it, man. In hey, the I, flesh, I gotta do sir. this. What do you know, Joe? <laughs> you never heard that before, have you? I've heard it a couple times. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I've heard, hey, Joe. I heard you shot your old lady down. Yeah, that yeah a few there times you go. As well. There you go. I gotta tell you, man, I watched your documentary last night, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I appreciate it. It is. If that thing doesn't bring tears to your eye, you need to go to a doctor. Yeah, you're not human, man. No yeah. doubt. That is. Dallas is a fucking saint. He really is. Hard headed. You know, uh, without it, I'd never made it. Yeah. Because, you, um, you know, us junkies, and we like to lie a lot, you know, and alcoholics do too. But it was a tough, tough road, man. And he guided me through it. He's, you know, he a, never he's gave amazing. Up, never gave up. And uh, I can never thank him enough for what he's done for me and uh, giving me my life back. And not only my life, but my family. I got my kids back. They're all digging me now. I'm a great grandfather, probably the best grandfather ever. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying because it's true. But, uh, I mean, I'll fix anybody up, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the detailing of your recovery, though, and him taking you in to the, what does he call his house? That house, the, the uh, accountability uh, house, account, accountability crib. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a special guy. It he is, really man. is. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand. I mean, no man in his right mind would bring. One, much less two drunks into their home. You know, you got to expect tragedy. You know, there's going to be something come bad out of this. And uh, he was able to hold us together, man. I mean, there were a couple of brief, brief moments that uh, got kind of escalated and got kind of stupid, but uh, he wouldn't give up, man. Well, I got to know Dallas when he came on the podcast. And one, one thing that you get about him is this guy, he he's not just about himself. Like, he is really about helping people out. He gets a buzz yeah. off helping people. Yeah. And which is, to me, is just so amazing. And I've picked that up off of him. I search people out now in a crowd that are, are having a hard time walking, or you see something going on, or they're overweight. And you're like, hey, man, you know, I'm so and so. And it gets me in yeah. using the name Jake the Snake. I can talk to him. Hey, you ever thought about um, trying some DDP yoga, man? Because it works. Yeah. And then the, if you've never done it, DDP yoga is. Without a doubt, the number one thing out there for getting healthy, man. It, um, it makes your body healthy, makes your mind healthy, you know. And uh, for him to be out there, he's just a soldier. Yeah, he really and is. He, he pushes all day long, man. And uh, here's a guy that, that, that could be handling it a totally different way, but he still picks up a phone and calls somebody and thanks them for buying the program. Yeah. Who the hell does that? Right, Nobody who does, does do that? that? Yeah, he does it because he wants to know. And the next thing you know, he's been on a 25-minute phone call, and they're sending him photos of the before picture, and then he wants them to look at him in the after picture, you know, six months from now. The stories, he's got a million of them. We played, success stories. We played a video when he was in of a gentleman who was... The paratrooper? The, yeah, guy could barely walk. Yeah. I mean, he had done a bunch of paratroop missions, yeah. you know, parachuting out of planes and landing on his knees. His knees are destroyed, legs are destroyed, backs Back. destroyed, yeah. everything's fucked up. But he starts out barely can stand, barely can walk. Two canes. Or, yeah, two canes. Mm -hmm. By the end of the video, this guy's running. Yeah, man. He's running. Yeah. He's doing full yoga poses. Yeah, and it's an these animal. In incremental steps, incremental steps. But he kept getting better, kept getting better, kept getting better. And that is, it's so symbolic of like your journey in life. If you just decide to give up and decide to just. Fuck the world. I'm just going to just eat and drink myself into Been oblivion. There. 
you have been there. Yeah. You can talk about this. Yeah, I stayed there a long time, man. But then you turn it around. But that's that's I fucking love that. that I love that, stories like yeah, that. But it's a one in a million shot, man. Unless you have a diamond Dallas page in your corner. Right. Because it wasn't only about Dallas helping me. It was the whole crew. Right. See, Dallas, you know, he, he came up with the idea, him and uh, Steve, you as a business manager, whatever. And uh, they said, look, you know, we're going to bring you back through this. We want to film the whole thing. I'm like, I don't know about that because I got burnt bad in a film here a while back, you know. And uh, they just cut me a new one, man. They lied to me. and did yeah. the Anyway, it happens. We're going to film this whole thing. And at the end of it, if uh, we put it together and you don't like it, it'll never go out. Really? You're going to give me that right? You're going to invest this money and this time because we I stayed there for three and a half years because it took me that long to get clean. That's amazing. You know, I couldn't go in for six months. I've done that. I couldn't go in for four months. I've done that. Hell, the time I went in for four months, man, I go across the stage and get my diploma, so to speak, from finishing this course, being in rehab for four months. I go out the other side and pick up a payphone and call my dealer. He meets me outside the damn door, man, with <laughs> big rock, you know, in a stem. Thank you. Damn. I made it. But that's the insanity of the disease. Mm -hmm. yeah. The disease will let you sit in a place for three or four months and not touch you. won't even come knocking on your door because it knows right now you're locked in. You're going to do this. But it's over there doing push-ups in the corner, man, waiting on your ass. <laughs> as soon as you get away from these idiots over here, they're teaching you bad habits, Jake. Uh, I'm going to get you where you need to be. Yeah. And that was the thing of being there for that long period of time. What was the feeling like when you did slip up? Because you, oh, you slipped up a couple of times. Yeah, four or five times I did, yeah. yeah. What? It was horrible. I wanted to die. Because not only did I feel like I let myself down, I'll lay him down. And that really sucked. Because here's a guy that's opened up his wallet and said, you come live with me, don't worry about your damn bills, I'll take care of them. Excuse me? Oh, I'm damn sure in now. <laughs> you don't have to talk twice to me about this crap. Yeah, I'm moving in with you, but if you're going to pay all my bills, man, when I get healthy. But I never even thought it was going to take three years. Wow. But see, he would take, you know, like... If he had to go do a con or go do some music, you know, go to do, go do a movie or something, he had people that worked for DDP Yoga, specifically Garrett and a, a young kid named uh, Dylan, who I I really got the kid messed up, you know, because he had to share a room with me. <laughs> I don't wear clothes, okay. <laughs> and I guess it looked kind of freaky, you know. Here's here's this old wrestler that I've idolized for years, and I'm seeing his junk. Yeah. All gray hair and everything. All day his junk is horrible. You're seeing the snake and, <laughs> and the bag. I accidentally bent over picking something up right there by his bed. I had no idea my asshole oh. was in his mouth. Oh. But uh, yeah, yeah, Dylan, he lived through some horrible things, and Garrett <laughs> did too. But Dallas always made sure I was taken care of. You know, he, whatever he had to do, the first thing he had to do was take care of Jake. And he put me first. I didn't expect that. Well, the solidarity and the, the, the camaraderie that you guys all have, you, and Razor Ramon as well, yeah. when you guys are all in that house together, like the experiences that you guys shared, working together, and then still in life, you know, you guys have a bond that's mm -hmm. very, very, it's, it's very hard for most people. Yeah, they can't get it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like guys that are, you know, in, in the service together, man. There's just something that becomes, they become brothers in one, man. You know, and uh, with Dallas, you know, the thing about him was he's never went down that addiction, that addiction road. 
I, I used to run nightclubs, but he never became an alcoholic. He's a freak. Okay, <laughs> piss on him. Screw him. He got a better card than I did. Okay, I get that. But I like my cards now, man. My cards now are awesome. My life is so good to to go from hell. That's where I was at, man. You have no idea what it's like to wake up and be angry that you woke up because you didn't want to. You wanted, you wanted to be over. And there's been so many years that were like that for me that I wouldn't go out shopping unless it was 3 a.m. because I didn't want anybody to see me because I'd gotten to the point that I hated myself so much that I'm begging God to die. Uh, when I would hear another wrestler had died, I'd get angry at God and curse him for not taking me instead. When Piper died, we were just talking about Roddy before the show started. Man, I was so pissed off that he got to go before I did. You know? And that's just wrong, man. I mean, even when I tried to OD a couple of times, you know, really tried. I took 100 Valium. Jesus Christ. Know, 110 milligram Valium. Woke up. And all I've done is puke on myself. And I said, what a fucking loser you are. You can't even die right. You're a piece of shit. What kind of mind says that? The mind is given up, man. Yeah. The torture that people put themselves through being an addict. People get to, have the wrong idea about this shit, man. They think, yeah, they're out there getting fucked up, man. They're happy. No, we're not. No, we're not happy. We're not enjoying getting high. I quit enjoying getting high 30 years ago. But the problem was I couldn't live without it. I mean, I would feel like my heart was going to burst. I couldn't breathe. I was scared to go anywhere. And it was horrible. Was it man. Uh, was it everything or anything? Like what 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 was drawn what was pulling you? What drug or was, what out? Yeah, what was it booze? Was uh, it for pills? me it was more. more I was everything. More of Just everything. More. I I'm lucky I didn't get to in, into heroin. You know, I probably wouldn't have beat that one, but uh yeah, I would because that's this is what I'm meant to be doing right now. But to to go through twenty five, thirty years of doing cocaine. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, I thank Vince McMahon for affording me my addiction. Because without it, I'd be in prison somewhere. Because I would have killed somebody for my drug. No, I, without a doubt, I would have, you know, knifed him, whatever, man. That guy's got an eight ball, watch this. Done. Life meant nothing to me, man. And he gets to a point where you put yourself in such a dark hole. There is no light, none at all. And it takes somebody that's special. You couldn't have sent me to rehab right then. Wouldn't have worked. I'd have, I'd have been out in, the, in minutes. Even when Dallas offered me to, to, to pay the whole trip and uh, you'll move in with him, we'll feed you the best damn food on the planet. We're going to get you healthy. We're going to get the bullshit out of your system. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm going to last about a week. Because <laughs> I knew me and I'm like, dude, if I make it a week, I'm going to be doing good. Because at the time... I couldn't do 24 hours not doing cocaine. Wow. If you wanted me to get up out of bed, bring me some cocaine. <laughs> wow. That's where I was at. Because life was too ugly to want to go out there. When did it start? Did it start when your pro wrestling career started or was yeah, it going yeah. on before then? Uh, no. Uh, the cocaine and alcohol, alcohol was always there. I mean, I started drinking when I was 11 or 12. Whoa. My uh, grandfather was an alcoholic, um, drug addict slash drug addict, because this started with an oil field accident. He got his legs crushed, and uh, he refused to have his legs cut off. 
So he stayed in the hospital for 18 months. Well, back in the 1920s, the way that they fixed you was let it heal, then re-break it. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's what they did. They didn't put bars and metal in there to straighten it out. They'd let it heal, then they'd re-break it a different way. Oh, and they kept him kept him on morphine for a year and a half. Well, at the end of a year and a half, they patted him on the back and said, see ya. He had a little itch going out there, didn't he? Yeah. Could he so walk after that? He could walk. So it worked, but it took a to year a and point, a half. But to a, a point, but a year hooked up on morphine, yeah. which back then, it wasn't like today. You can get on any corner. Right. He went to alcohol. I remember in the 60s, which is 40 years later, they not trusting him to come to the doctor's office well they didn't trust him to take the pill the pill the pill being um oh my god what's it called keep you from drinking um and abuse you know if you take an abuse pill you're not gonna drink about it except he did i i mean i've drank on antabuse when it's been like two days since i'd had the pill and i have a drink you have no idea how scary that shit is because immediately you start throwing up and you start pissing and shitting your pants. It happens that quick. And then you have to start with the sweats and all this and you'll wind up on the floor doing the heebie-jeebies, man. That's how strong an abuse is. Well, they didn't even trust him to take the pill. They said, no, no, you, you take a taxi to the doctor's office and we'll give you a shot because we know you're not going to take that pill. So he'd do that every morning. Wow. Then he'd go outside and get in the same taxi. And because we lived in a dry county, he would take that same taxi over to the next county and get a fifth of whiskey, drink it before he got home. Now the rest of his day spent shitting and puking. Wow. But yet tomorrow he's going to do the same thing. Oh, my God. That's the hell. You know... I was doing the doing you know doing the coke and stuff, man. I'm hating myself the whole time I do it. I'm not getting high anymore, and I can't put it down. I can't turn away from it because there's hope in that. What's the hope for? No more pain. So just that it numbs. No you. more shame. That's what it numbs me from. Is the shame. You know, shame is something you put on yourself. You know, you can't shame me, man. I have to do it myself. But man, it was there, man. And because I'd went through some ugly shit as a kid, being sexually molested, my sister being molested too, and then my sister kidnapped and murdered, and we got all these things thrown in there, and I was hating myself because I didn't protect my sister better. And, you know, just, you know, you, your life happens. What do you do with it? That's one of the things that Dallas preaches, you know, is about... You got all this stuff out there, man. It's going to come at you. It's what you do with it that counts. You know, you don't deflect it. No, you bring it to you. You chew it up, you spit it out, you sift through the bullshit, and you go on. That's something I couldn't do. Because then you got personal with me. And I would lock down. I'd shut up. Because that's how I handle things. I just didn't talk about it. When you've been sexually molested, there is no good moment, man. And that screwed my head up, and it still messes with my head. I desperately, desperately want to have a relationship with a woman. You know, a true relationship, finally. It's 63. 
because I did have relationships before, but I was constantly sabotaging them because I didn't trust women. Because the last one, she raped me and beat me and threatened me and told her that my dad killed me because, you know, my dad was seven foot and weighed 425 pounds, so he could get the job done. But I just wanted my dad to be proud of me, so all these things are factoring in. I'm keeping mm. quiet while the wife beats me and has me do her and then beats me afterwards. Dude, sex ain't sex if you're doing it like that. That's called rape. And that shit screws your head up for life. Now, what do you do with it? Well, as a kid, I hid that shit, man. I stuffed it away. I didn't talk about that. Are you kidding me? When did you I remember start the first time it? talking about it to a high school buddy of mine. He says, you're so fucking lucky, man. You're, your stepmother's so fucking hot. She was hot. She's 22 years old because my father's a child molester, for Christ's sake. Of course, she was hot, but it wasn't hot to me because that's my mom. No. And then the beatings afterwards, that fucking confuses you. Jeez. You got all this shit going, man. So you start looking for a way out. And for me, as a kid, my grandfather would get drunk and forget where he hid his liquor. Because he had to hide it from her grandmother because she knew what he was. She had dealt with it for 50 years. So every time she found a bottle on the farm, she had to break it and that's it. So he'd hide it in the chicken house, different places. Well, me and my buddies from across the street would go out and find it. We'd get 12 years old, 11 years old. Then we got smart and started selling it to the other neighborhood kids, you know, make a buck. That was my beginning with drinking, man. And, uh, you know, as time goes on, man, you start smoking weed uh, and the pills. What else is next? Because I'm still not forgetting. I'm still remembering this shit. And you go out and you try to have a good time with people and then you realize something's different than you. Because drugs that put you to sleep wake me up. You know? Downers wake me up. Like how so? I get wired. Really? You give me five Percocet, brother, I'll drink a case of beer and dance all night for you. Really? <laughs> go out and have three or four wrestling matches. Let's go to the... If I take... Let's wait. When I mess my neck up in 89... When I'll give me the guitar. When I wanted to go to the gym, my regimen was to wake up, go downstairs, start the coffee maker, take two men, 10 milligram Percocet, throw them in my mouth, chew them up, and wash them down with coffee, then hit the gym. Jesus. I loved it. Because I was on fire, man. Plus, the Percocet made me a little gnarly. Made me want to punch shit, you know? Really? So you get a good workout in there, couldn't you? From Percocets. Yeah. That's, that's how screwed up my wiring is. That wow. is so... You talk to any drug and they'll tell you their wiring's fucked. Yeah. Things that make you go to sleep wake me up. Things that wake you up put me to sleep. So the, the pain of pro wrestling, which is probably one of the most brutal professions that yeah. a person can embark in. Right. And think about all the days that you were on the road, all the many, many matches, yeah. all that physical pain probably justified the drugs even more i didn't even care you didn't care um about the pain i, I, I don't I, I i felt no pain when i wrestled none afterwards no i was wrestling in a guy in uh, louisiana ernie the cat lad you remember him played for the afl san diego chargers 
He's in the Hall of Fame football and wrestling. He was 6'9", 350, badass son of a bitch, man. You know, but back then they had chop blocks, and he had like 15 knee surgeries, and that was in his Oof. career. But we were wrestling, and my bone came out of my arm, Oof. compound fracture. And he goes, kid, your arm. I'm like, yeah, I see it. It's gone. And he's like, what? Get away from me. And I, I'm trying to get to him, and he starts puking on me. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, you're puking on me. Your arm, man, your arm. That's fucking bone, dude. I'm like, it don't hurt. Come on, let's finish the match. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Fuck you. I'm getting out of the ring. <laughs> man, he could puke up a bunch of shit, man. Oh, man, God six damn. foot nine. That's, yeah. You finish off your opponent by having him hurl. on you, yeah. yeah. Wow. It was nasty smelling shit, too, man. But I was fine. I got so back you didn't in the even locker feel room. it? No. I was sitting there, and I was, I was saying, this is a strange feeling. I'd, I'd blow on the bone. Ooh, it, it feels cold when I blow on that bone. <laughs> wow. Whoa. 15 minutes later, I'm in the shower. <laughs> Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Boom. Then you felt it. The adrenaline's gone. Right. You've been in the ring. and You know what that's like. The adrenaline's going. Nothing yeah. hurts. It feels good, in fact. You yeah, know but I, I would have thought that you would look at the bone and go, ooh, I got to handle this. No. Now, did you wrestle fucked up? No. no you wrestled straight? No, no, I was straight pretty much. You know, I might have been going through... Uh, withdrawals at the time but uh no i didn't drink or any of that shit before before match and i didn't like it but i did it that way because it's my duty and uh my thing is another wrestler to take care of my opponent I yeah. noticed that after, if, if I have like a fun set or something like that, doing stand-up comedy, that I like to have, like if it went, if I tried something new mm. and, it w- and it went extra good, I like to have an extra drink or two that night. Would sure. it be like that for you in wrestling? Would you get more messed up if it was like Madison Square Garden? No, or, really. uh, no I just did it until like, I went to sleep. <laughs> right. Because sleep was such a premium back then. You know, we, back in back in my day, we were wrestling seven days a week. Seven days a week. Well, except for Saturday and Sunday, then we wrestled twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday. Jesus! Like you might do the L.A. Coliseum at two o'clock, and then get in the rental car and drive to San Diego, so you can do a seven o'clock. Wow! The next day you might be in Omaha at two o'clock, and then you'd be in Des Moines at seven o'clock. Now you're driving all this in between. Yeah. You know, you fly, you drive. Well. With me, it made it even worse because I got to drag that fucking snake everywhere. <laughs> you know, eighty pound box of shit. Right. Be like trying to carry this around, you know, with a bad back over there. Hey, folks out there, pray for him, man. He's over there hooing, mooing back here. He's making fun of young Jamie. Young Jamie, God, as a minor in fact. It's very difficult to talk about injuries when you're around Jake yeah, the Snake. Shit, <laughs> I want to bring it up. Tony, Tony threw me under the bus. Yeah. He told me before when I first got here, he's like, I pulled my back the other day, but I don't want to mention it in front of Jake the Snake because it's embarrassing. It should be embarrassing. It should you know, be. You know what he did? He, he, tore his man, he tore his mangina. Oh, you know, he sneezed and tore his mangina. It was a horrible sneeze. Jamie's a good man. I will not stand here you disparage him so <laughs> it's obvious though isn't it <laughs> now the snake did, was the snake a problem when you would get on planes and shit Fuck yeah, it's a problem 24 7 you know could you keep it secret or would they let you on the plane with it oh i never said anything to anybody you know you just brought it i know i just uh i put it in a trunk uh-huh and then i put a blanket around the, the bag and then locked the trunk did you carry it on or would you no, check no, no, it no, check it 
Wow. <laughs> that poor fucking snake. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> that snake's like, why is it so cold in here? Well, because you're 40,000 feet off the ground, you dumb fucker. It's this goddamn noise. Wow. Yeah. Well, the snake, man, the thing is, you, know, you laugh about it, and it's like, wait a minute. I got to trade the snake out after 10 days? Yeah, they can't take it. I'm like, really? So a fucking snake can't live through the fucking uh, scheduling. But yet I'm asked to do 90 fucking days straight. So you have different snakes. Yeah, yeah, about every 10 days, which used to really be funny because people say, did you bring Damien? I'm like, if you notice that Damien some weeks is five foot shorter than the other <laughs> Damien? <laughs> it's not shrinkage, honey. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So yeah. your seven days a week would go on for the whole year? Yeah, yeah. God you know, damn, they just now. worked you. Yeah, we. I, I wrestled Steamboat 93 days straight. And about 60 days. days in, I had to call my wife and get her to come take me around because I'd gotten dumbed out up to the point that I couldn't think. So I'd get to the airport, I'd know that they want tickets, but I have no idea where they're at, and I can't read anymore. I'd look at stuff to read, but it just wouldn't it wouldn't work. So I just had a big fucking... Is it from exhaustion? Exhaustion. Wow. Yeah, exhaustion. You just get so beat up, man. Your body's hurting so bad. People say steroids. Man, we were taking steroids just to try to get healthy, yeah. to heal. Right. You know, that's what the shit was invented for. You know, for recovery. You, yeah. You know, that they invented it in World War II, I believe, is what the story was, for the um, prisoners of war. Because they didn't want the American soldiers to come home looking like they did. So they put them on slow fucking boats and fed them for three months. And guys put on 30, 40 pounds. They say there would have been another war if they'd have brought those troops home, coming from concentration camps for the Germans or the Japanese, and we'd have seen them the way they were. And of course, now that you can see some of those old films of the way the Jews looked for them, they were being slaughtered and everything, and uh, just bag of bones was it. Mm -hmm. But they didn't want to bring those troops home, so they invented steroids and started popping everybody with that shit. Wow. And bring them back. But we did it, really, just to try to, to heal. Was it hard to get them? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, <clears throat> did they uh, help you get them? Yeah, well, no. They, you had to get them on your say own. Right. They helped me, but <laughs> I will tell you this. Okay, you, you said uh, enough already. <laughs> what they would do is we would get booked in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Now, when somebody told me this story first, I'm like, this is an old wives' tale. Because shit like that don't really happen. You get to, get to Allentown, Hershey. You go to the locker room. And all of a sudden, somebody says, oh, they need to see you in locker room three. What the fuck did I do? And I'd go in there, and there's this doctor there. And he's got suitcases over here, boxes here, suitcases here, boxes there. What do you need, kid? Excuse me? What do you need? Up, down, what? Wow. What do you got some built? Oh, Halcyon. Those are good. I'll take some. How many can I get? As many as I want? 300. Got them right here. Wow. Steroids. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got? I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. It was, you know, it was uh, grocery shopping. And uh, it used to be funny because the guys would all, hey, Jake, uh, you want to carry my shit for me? Who would be going in Canada? I'm like, sure. It's going to cost you a percentage of your shit. Give me 10% of what you got. I'll carry it across the border for you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so you just yeah. rolled the dice. I got eight or ten guys. I'm getting all their shit. 
Where am I hiding it? In the snake bag, for crying out loud. Oh, of course. You put that in the bottom of the snake bag. No one's bag. fucking with that bag. No, and you get over there, and they go, we need to check the bag. Go right ahead, brother, but I'm going to tell you right now. I'm moving back. What are you moving back for? Because that motherfucker's pissed. He hasn't eaten in three weeks, and he's a little alarming. Whoa. If he does bite you, when it, well, when he does bite you, he's going to bite you. <laughs> Try to hold still. Uh, hold still? Yeah, because if you jerk, it's going to rip your flesh. Oh, which geez. is true. Right. If you, you know, they tell you if a snake bites you, whatever you do, don't jerk away. Um, excuse me, sir. Your Rottweiler's chewing on my asshole. <laughs> Would you please kindly remove him? No, you jerk and you fight to get away. Did but, you use did you use different kinds of snakes too, though? Right. Yeah, yeah. I use pythons and cobras. When you use the cobra, did you they defang them? Yeah, damn it. They no, had they devenomized them. They didn't defang them. They, so they had. They the don't fangs? have fangs. No, the, oh, python. Uh, cobras. Cobras don't have fangs. They have teeth. Oh, really? Yeah, it really sucks. So they bite you no matter it's what. Like, they it's just like didn't have chewing, any venom. It's like chewing a, you know, if you ever fished and caught a catfish mm -hmm. or something, you feel the spiny mouth. Right. That's what their bite felt like. Mm. But it doesn't matter what it feels like. It's what it looks like. Yeah, there's and your there's cobra. There's cobra there. And the viewers don't know that at all, especially no. when you're a little boy watching it. I mean, the Saturday morning that you sicked it on Macho Man Randy yeah, Savage affected an entire man. generation. That an was the best nut I've ever got. I Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, it affected me so yeah. deeply as a kid. <laughs> to this it day, was, if I'm ever laying around with a girl and I'm having a little problem in the woodski department, you know, right? it happens at 63. Ah, you put that on. You know, and uh, <laughs> I put the video on and instantly I'm kicking her ass, man. Really? Oh, brother. That, that hits you hard. Damn snake? straight, man. Why? Holy shit. Watch Look me. At watch it right there. Ah! I mean, that was, yeah, yeah. this now, was literally the ultimate bad guy putting a snake on a good guy. I mean, look at the look on that kid's face in the corner there. Oh, I know. It's great, isn't it? That's the best part. Look Looks like somebody face. just shoved a finger up his ass or something. Look at his, that kid is ready oh. to have a goddamn heart attack. I bet you have a heart rate monitor on him. He'd be like He's 180 done. beats per minute. I had the, a conversation with one of my good friends, Pete. You know, Pete, when he saw this. You when have it, a good friend. Wait, yeah. that's the first quick question I want to ask you. But check out, this is, this is the kind of quality friend I have. Is a dealer. When he saw this, he is. When, I, when he saw this as a kid, all on the same day that I saw it, he ran away from home. It freaked him out so badly. When you put this snake on yeah, Macho Man's yeah. arm, he packed it. He didn't even have anywhere to go. He ended up coming home <laughs> later that night after it got cold. Poor kid. He packed a bag and just left. How old was he? Oh geez, I mean, I got it. Probably, probably, probably. I, I would guess, tw you know, eleven, twelve, something uh, like that. Three hundred <laughs> kids are raped that day because Jake, right? Okay. Oh no. Let, let me tell you the real story on this whole yeah, fucking thing. Love okay? that. Yeah. You want to hear this joke? Yes. All right. Here's how it really went down. Woo. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've been waiting I've thirty got, years I've for this. I got the. You know, I'm, I'm done with the python because that motherfucker, to tell you the truth, is killing me. You know, weighed 100 pounds, and then he would bite me, and then it would be 30, 40 stitches. That was 30-something stitches there on that. Really? One. Yeah. Oh, my God. You got the vein. Mm -hmm. What was really weird oh, is man. the snake actually committed suicide that night. Look yeah. at that shit. It's cool, isn't it? I mean, Macho this Man was, just handles it. This, oh, okay, this thing, you get a, a better bite. I, He's I, a tough I reached down there, I reached down there and went, Watch, you're doing a great job, yeah. kid. Yep. He's like, fuck you. Yep. Look at that thing sinking its fucking oh, teeth yeah. into him. And then yeah, at the yeah, end, a little him. stream of blood comes through, yeah. and that was the final. There we go. Oh, my God. I'm, see, I, I'm trying to get thing. him loose. I'm try I couldn't get him loose. 
Oh, my God. I struggled oh, to get him off. Oh, the blood. Finally, I had to pry his mouth open to get him off. And by the way, this is on a Saturday morning. So it's this. You flip the channel. It's a little old school cartoons that weren't even like entertaining. You know what I mean? And then there's this oh. chaos on another channel. And it's so obviously real. Oh, yeah. It's so obviously. See, Piper, Piper's terrified of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he wasn't before. Well, he, Piper pulled a gun on me one time over a snake. Man. Really? Yeah, yeah. What happened? I snuck up behind him with a snake, and he fucking he heard me. <laughs> he's just Jake. I went, yeah. He goes, I know what you're fucking doing. And he, dove, he dove and got his fucking pistol and pulled around. He's motherfucker, I'll kill you. I'm like, okay, Roddy, I get it. I get it. I get it. The guy was shaking, man. Jesus. That's okay, a real here, thing. Here's the story. Here's the story. I'm in the locker room behaving myself, <laughs> not minding a soul. In fact, I, I believe I was cleaning the washcloth, you know, blackboards off, and I was making it nice for everybody. And Macho walks in, he's like, "All right, brother, we're gonna do it tonight, I guess." It's the story fucking going around. We're gonna get down and do it. Yeah, dude, sounds great. He's like, "We're gonna take care of a little business first, though." What? About the snake. Yeah. Has he been fixed or not? Fixed? You mean poisonous? He goes, yeah, that might be the fucking problem. <laughs> and I'm like, Randy, of course he's been fixed. He goes, maybe he has and maybe he hasn't. <laughs> Stranger things have happened in the WWE. <laughs> Somebody wants the Macho Man's Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship <laughs> title. It's and just they you put and a him. Poisonous snake on him. That fucking rest is history. Macho's wow. dead. Snake's the champ. I'm like, dude, are you fucking, Jake? I'm just telling you this. He has to bite you now. Wow. Whoa. I'm like, what? He goes, if that. We got to go at it right now, me and you. And he's up in my fucking face with his fist. I'm like, fuck, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? Don't play no fucking games, Jake. <laughs> Get the fucking snake out. <sighs> so I got the snake out, man. I'm like, you fucking psychotic motherfucker. I'm like, any special place you wanted to bite me? Like my dick? What? And he's like, anywhere's good. How about the leg? I'm like, fine. So I got the cobra out and I pulled my pant leg up, shimmied him a little bit and stuck my leg up there and he fucking bit me. You know, three, four seconds, let's go. Macho's like, now don't fucking move. Don't take no elixirs. Don't take no antidotes. Don't take no pills. Don't take no fucking pedigerm three or any of that bullshit. You know, just fucking sit there. I want to see the poison go through your body. <laughs> That's a great macho man. Are you fucking kidding me, man? And finally, after about 10 minutes, he's like, I guess you're going to be okay. Oh, sorry I didn't fucking make you happy. You know, I could have died. If I'd known you want me to die, I'd have died. You know, he's like, okay, but tonight, brother, do me a fever. Once the snake lets go of me, bring him back. I may want you to hook him back up again, because I want this idea to fucking make us both some fucking big money. Yeah, can you dig it? Dig it. All right, we're out of here. And boom, he goes home. Wow. I'm sitting there like, motherfucker, you wait. Yeah. I was pissed, man. Because it's one thing to get bit in the heat of a moment. Right. But to sit there and fucking cold have to hike your fucking pant legs up and let a fucking snake chew on you to make a motherfucker happy. Come on, give me a break, bro. You're right. asking a lot. So, if all those people were there, it probably yeah, feel it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. I wouldn't yeah. have felt anything. 
right. to sit there in, like, in the locker room cold. <laughs> <laughs> really? Hey. No blood's pumping. Other so I remember during the match, we do the match, and boom, 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 comes time. Time in the ropes, get the snake out. Okay, let's make sure he's a little unhappy. And so I turn my back to Macho Man. He doesn't see me. And I fucking paintbrush the hell out of this fucking snake. <laughs> I pounded that motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, when, I, when I hit him that second time, his fucking mouth flew open, brother, and he's looking for anything to fucking yeah. bite. Just, ah! You know? And I just went, whoa! And took him to Macho Man, and boom, he latched on. And he's chewing, he's chewing. I'm like, Macho, you're doing a great job. He's like, fuck you, goddamn old motherfucker. You know? <laughs> wow, Randy, you look so believable. Oh, goddamn! You know? And he's going fucking nuts. What did they do to the snake? Did they <laughs> remove the poison glands? They removed the venom sacs, yeah. So there's no venom in its body at all. No, damn it! They replace it with fucking um, stuff they use for bleeding plants, man. You know, well, they use saline. silicone, silicone, silicone. Oh, yeah, saline tonic, better too. So uh, they just cut them out. It's just like an operation yeah, or something. They cut like them that? out and fill them with silicone, man, so they can't regrow them. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Wow! So they See, can't. Otherwise, they would regrow them. Yeah. What a creepy fucking animal, huh? Frightening, especially as a kid. And that did shoot you guys up a big level. It did. Oh, Oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine. What year is this? What are are we talking about? Oh, 91. Wow. Yeah, it fucking rocked the world, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for a little kid to watch a a real snake, an actual cobra. I couldn't get laid for months, man. Really? Yeah. I know that fucking snake's in your room. You're not fucking lying to me. Oh, come on, baby. Wow. Please, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And you really did have the snake in your room. Of course he was in the room. In the bathtub. (laughs) Usually in the bathtub, playing in the water. Oh, wow. Which, now, you want it's like 4 o'clock in the morning for a fucking drunk junkie to walk in the bathroom. Now, I'm paranoid as a motherfucker anyway because I'm fucking on all the shit. And now I got to look down at a 15-foot snake that's fucking got his mouth open looking at my fucking little dick. Uh, Are you serious? I'm not pissing. What do you mean I got to take a shit? Nah, not anymore. So I go in the other room. I piss in a fucking bottle. Oops, I missed. What the fuck? Just piss in the floor. Wow. Yeah. Don't walk in my room barefooted. (laughs) Squish, squish. What did you feed it? I didn't. You didn't? I was only only out there for 10 days. So So how often do they eat? Once ever six weeks or so. Oh, really? Yeah. So wow. the re- really, the action and the flying and everything, they'd only live for 10 days? Yeah, they had to get them off the road and let them heal because a snake's uh, lungs go the entire length of their body. And they're very tiny. So oh. they get pneumonia really easy. Of course, being in minus 40 doesn't help either. Yeah. <laughs> but they do get pneumonia real easy. Would you wow. have to get a new snake? Was that your uh, they, like they responsibility? Had we had a guy in uh, Stamford, Connecticut... He was Charles Manson Revisited. This guy was a freak. Brother. Stanford, Connecticut's a weird place. Okay. He had a farm in town, Connecticut. What? And they did not in know Stanford? that he had over a thousand snakes in that farm, on that building. And about 150 of them were poisonous. Oh, Jesus. Because he was collecting venom for different, for different pharmaceutical companies. But uh, I remember one time having to get a snake from him, and he flew it to uh, Omaha. And... Yeah, you know, he'd been working with me for a couple of years. And said, Albert, man, we'll take care of you tonight, bro. He goes, well, what is it, Jake? I'm like, I'm going to take you to the strip joint. He's like, well, it's not necessary. I'm like, I know it's, it's not, not necessary, necessary man. <laughs> but hey, bro, let me take you out. So we get there, man. And he's just kind of like sitting there and his head down towards the table looking at his beer. He hadn't drank much of it. And I'm like, I get this motherfucker going, you know? So I said, dude, you pick her out. 
if she'll take a price, I'll pay for it. In other words, I'm going to buy him some pussy. He goes, uh, no, Jake, uh, I'm just going to dig my snakes, man. Whoa. Excuse me? I just want to go back to the room and play with my snakes, man. I just kind of like what I like to do. Okay. I'm going to change rooms. Uh, <laughs> on a different floor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He was a real freakazoid, man. Just in the snakes. Is he still alive? Yeah, he is. He was in uh, Florida when that bad hurricane hit down there, and he was working at a gator farm and poisonous <laughs> snake venom collection point. And wow. they had like 800 snakes down there, right? So the hurricane hits and just fucking levels the place. Well, I'm calling for days trying to get a hold of him, see if he's all right. And I finally get a hold of him. I'm like, dude, why are you so fucking happy? Because I'm having the best time of my life, man. This is fucking like God's made this especially for me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I get to find all those snakes. I'm like, you get to find them. Let me think. You're going to dig through all that shit. Sorry. All that shit and... uh Lift up stuff and stick your hand down in holes and shit to find these poisonous, poisonous snakes. snakes. Yeah, man, it's in cool, isn't it? It's cool, isn't it? I'm like, fuck you, Alfred. You're fucked up, man. What is it with Florida and snakes? Hi. That He's is a, from Connecticut, man. Whatever. But, I know, but he went to Florida. Yeah, it's like it draws was, him there like a magnet. He was in Connecticut, man, and they asked him to go do a thing for the boys club. You know, introduce them to snakes and blah, blah, blah. and be great, you know, for the 8 to 12-year-olds. So he gets in there and he's talking to him about this Mexican rattler. Now, first thing you know about snakes is this. They can be poisonous. And a poisonous snake's children, what happens there? They're not healthy. They will hurt you. They can kill you. Yes, that's right. So that's why you should always keep your... Ah! Oh, 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 my God. Hold on. Ah. Okay, look, he's accidentally bit me. Uh, you know, I've been bitten now, so I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Somebody call 911. Um... We're gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna explain to you what I'm feeling right now. So if you ever get bitten, you'll know what you're gonna expect to feel after you've been bitten. Was he and, fucking with these kids? No, no. They're, he's fucking biting. He's he been bitten, got man. Bit. Yeah, he's fucked, and he knows that he's fucked because here's the thing about Mexican rattlesnakes. Not many of those in Connecticut, so you don't have any antivenom, do you? Oh Jesus! No, they gotta fly it in from fucking you know. Atlanta or wherever. So by the time they get that shit up there, time man, he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And they wound up having to cut all the meat off one of his bones on his finger. So he got like this gnarly. So he had necropsy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah, seen yeah, a video yeah, or a, um, a website rather detailing this kid who got bit in the arm, and, and all then the meat they had to get him somewhere to safety. But it took hours. They had a medvac him in a helicopter. His whole arm rotted away yeah. down to the yeah. bone. So yeah. they had to take meat from his legs. Skin and, it off. Yeah. And, yeah. And put, you know, they had to do skin grafts all over. I think he went through like 16 operations. Jeez. It was awful. They had to stitch them all together, like pull the meat of his arm together and stitch it all together. I mean, it was a giant 10 to 12 inch patch of his arm was gone. Yeah, it, it fucks you up. Plus, <laughs> the really cool looking thing that it does is it... it uh, causes all the small capillaries in your eyes to burst. Oh, Jesus. So your eyes are like blood red. Wow. Except they're bumpy. Ugh. You know? Like, he, he would oh, close God. his eyes, and I'd run my finger over his eyelid, and he'd just feel all these little bumps and crevices, and, God, 
Damn, that's weird. Shit, How long did it take for him to recover? He's in the hospital for a couple of weeks, man. He was in a. He, I had to put him in a coma for like six days. Oh Jesus Christ! But he thought, that's so cool, man. That's does so he, cool. Does, <laughs> is he? Does he have a tolerance to regular venom? Because I know a lot of those he's guys. He's building a tolerance to different ones. Yeah, yeah, they make themselves get bit. Yeah. Cobra, I think he's pretty much clean on that. This guy well, sounds fuck. like he's going to end up being a super villain of some kind. Just <laughs> uh, he could be, man, because I swear to God, he is Charles Manson. Wow. He, he looks like Charles Manson. He looks weird. Like, and when he smiles, it's like, dude, that is not healthy. You know, he's, you know, oh, fuck, man. Wow. Yeah, he's a trip, Well, man. imagine what this guy would be like without snakes. Thank God snakes <sighs> exist. Well, you know, the, the uh, steamboat, you know, came up with the Komodo dragon thing, you know, to, to combat the snake back in the day. I don't know if you mm. remember. So, of course, that's who Albert, Albert was the guy with the Komodo dragons. So he, he had some pot that he was growing up in the mountains, and he took one of the dragons with him to get it out in the sunlight. So they put it in this fucking station wagon and they go up in the mountains and they had to walk to their place where they get the stuff growing so they close the car door up and leave the window down about that much and take off. Come back, windows busted. Oh, Jesus. There's these horrible teeth marks on all of it where this fucking Komodo dragon's been chewing his way out of this shit. He was in a wooden case. He, he chewed his way out of the wooden case, but he got out, man, and took off. and. I guess it was about two months later, man, I was like in Indianapolis and waking up and listening to the news and uh, ESPN's on. They're like, what was thought to be a prehistoric monster was found running across the backyard of Miss Gibbet's house, <laughs> chasing her poor little poodle. <clears throat> when we get back, see our monster. Wow. So they come back, and I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? Thought to be prehistoric? I, 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 I got to see this shit. And the fucking thing comes back up. I'm like, that's fucking Albert's fucking thing, man. <laughs> it's the thing that had escaped two months later. Yeah. It had gained like 35 pounds. Oh, jeez. He probably <laughs> ate everybody's he's dogs. He's eating everybody's dogs and cats in the neighborhood, oh, man. Probably a wow. couple of kids, too. Who that knows? That is such a ruthless animal. You know, those oh, things are God. so ruthless that the little baby Komodo dragons smear shit on themselves so that the grown-ups don't eat them, wow. so that their parents don't eat them. They roll around in shit so that their parents don't eat them. Because uh, when Komodo dragons are eating intestines, they shake the shit yep. out of intestines. Yep. They don't like to eat shit. As weird as that is. Good See, Lord. that's just bad attitude. <laughs> Man, I thought I had a problem with cocaine. <laughs> you imagine that? They eat their fucking kids, so the kids know this, so they, they somehow or another like know to smear themselves in shit. I'd learn pretty quick. Yeah, you see your sister get chewed up. <laughs> yeah, right. You <clears throat> see them avoid shit but eat your sister. You're like, that shit is salvation. Mm. Wow. Give me some good shit. It had gained 30 pounds. That's fucking yeah, crazy. Right. Yeah. Let it loose in Florida. They won't even notice. Fuck no, no. I'll throw everything else they got down there. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, Florida Everglades is so it's crazy. Covered with pythons, man. So so bad that they're eating alligators. They did this study. They found that they f they couldn't find any raccoons. They couldn't find any swamp rabbits or marsh hares. I guess they call them. So the they pythons. Could, yeah, everything got killed by pythons. So then the pythons moved on to alligators. Yeah, alligators. They don't fuck around, <laughs> man. I've got a picture of an anaconda <laughs> swallowing an eight hundred pound horse. What? It's got the head and the front legs already chewed up in, inside Where's the mouth. Where's this picture? You know. I needed it. I'll get to you. I need that picture. It's fucking gross as shit, man. See if you can find that. It's fucking, the, Jamie will find it. The horse's body is like this big. With his, with his back, he probably can't pull it up. Oh. oh. You know, 
Jamie, he's coming at you hard. And with I bet, the, I bet in all your years, you never thought Jake the Snake would be roasting you live on the internet. Believe that. And nailing. Received back injury. And nailing a pull it up reference. <laughs> yeah, he got you, bro. I'm not just a short face and a pretty dick. No. Pretty dick and short face. Uh, short dick and a pretty face. That's it. Did you ever loathe the day that you came up with the gimmick of having snakes? Oh, God, yeah. I would yeah. imagine it would be such a one. pain in the ass to day see one. everybody else is well, traveling solo. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I come up with this idea like in 1975. Wow. Because I was listening to Monday Night Football and they were talking about Kenny Stabler. Remember him? Played for the uh, Raiders. I remember the name. Left-hand quarterback, man. Sling it, and boy, he could sling it, man. And he also liked to party, man. So I, I dug him, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's like, this motherfucker's cool, brother. I mean, on, on Super Bowl Eve, he took all the linemen with him out to the bars. They didn't show up till 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> now, Super Bowl Eve. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, did the coach keep them from playing? I don't think so. No. But he did tell them, you better fucking win. Yeah, that's all. That's all that what's his name told him. You better fucking win, because if you don't, tomorrow's your last fucking day. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, and Stabler took him out there and they won the game. You know, but uh, was yeah, he in the snakes? So, I don't know. I don't know. But what I love you? the Kenny Stabler, the snake thing. And, oh, here it is. You know, I was a hippo actually. Yeah, a hippo. Okay. That's a fucking hippo. It ate a hippo. Jesus Christ. Oh well, it's got to be a baby hippo. I don't know. Doesn't I mean, look it like it's to too fucking small. Yeah, but hippos are huge. Baby hippos probably, probably big as your dick. Bada nice. bing! There we go. Whoa! Which is pretty amazing because they can't gurgitate. Somebody had to pull that shit out. That's insane. But I, we, um, I was riding down the road listening to Monday Night Football and. Like, Fuck yeah, that'd be too much, man. If a fucking wrestler, you know, smoking some weed, you, know, you could like carry a snake around and fuck with the other wrestler. <laughs> drinking and you know, more and more and more and uh next day i woke up and i'm like that fucking idea i had last night about carrying a fucking snake what the fuck was i thinking i'm terrified of snakes because i'm terrified of snakes. but how do you connect that to the football player because he was kenny the snake stabler oh they call him the snake oh and he was just badass man i wanted to be the snake too so and you were already <laughs> jake roberts i know it wasn't even jake roberts then and then I, I looked for a name with Snake. Yeah. Blake the Snake. Nah, I don't know. Nah. Blake. And, yeah, you know. <laughs> Jake is badass. Fuck that guy. Jake that is a, a badass name. That was a Jimmy yeah. moment. Blake, Blake, right. uh, Blake is yeah. like a guy with yeah. like a golf shirt or flaky, on. Yeah. Flaky, snaky. He's got a 40-foot putt. Here's Blake yeah. the Snake. <laughs> Blake has a bad back. <laughs> oh, no. Not even, not even Blake would have a bad back. <laughs> He's got a bigger mangina than that. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh... You know, I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Because I'm terrified of snakes. I'll never do that fucking gimmick. Fuck that. But I did go and said, okay, I got to think of a name. And God, Jake, the snake that works. No, Jay, Jay, wait, 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 why am I thinking that? And at the time, the TV program was Dallas. Who's the bad guy? JR. Ah. JR. Jake, the snake, the R. Let's go Wow. Put a bean. And I came up with Roberts. And, um, how did you get a snake? Well, after years of uh, throwing it up there occasionally and getting, are you fucking serious? Wrestling is not a fucking circus. The fuck it ain't. <laughs> right? <laughs> Excuse me, Bill Watts, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thieving bastard. 
<laughs> but this is before Vince. This is yeah, before you're in yeah, the WWF. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, what what organization I, was this with? This was Mid South, and uh, they just fucking you know talk under no certain terms. Will you ever you know? I, wait a minute. You don't want me to carry a snake, but the guy I'm wrestling has got a fucking hockey mask on. <laughs> And every night he fucking headbutts me with it, and you have me carve my fucking forehead open so he can bleed everywhere. But it's not a circus. I get that totally. You betcha. You know, so blow it out the window. Then I went to fucking New York, and that's when Vince hit me with the uh, "You're gonna be wearing a purple or lime green spandex," which I said, I "Ain't no fucking faggot. I'm not wearing that what shit." What year was this? Uh, with Vince, eighty. People forget how long Vince has been in the game. Oh, oh, hell yeah! He bought that guy out. The guy is Bill Watts, mid south. He bought. He just went to every territory and just said, "I'll I'll give you this amount of money. I'm just taking your everything." The goodness of my heart, I'm giving this to you because I'm I'm taking all your television. Yeah. So crazy. All the people that it was all split up into territories, territory, so everybody had their own business. And three Vince, or four states might be another one territory. You know what's really crazy about Vince is how fucking jacked he is. Yeah. At like what is he like seventy five? Yeah. How old is he? Sixty four, sixty five. No, no, no. He's, he's older, older than that. Really. Oh really? He's he's he was on the cover of uh, Men's Fitness. Uh, yeah. With a, chains around his yeah, neck. Yeah, real recently. Yeah. Jack. There's something about growth hormone that just continues <laughs> to work. I, I think there's a lot more going on than just growth hormone. Oh, I'm sure there is. There's I have a feeling it's a... Well, stacked with this, stacked with that. Yeah. Things. Corncopia. See, you gotta... Look at this. This is him. Yeah. yeah. 73. Yeah. I mean, 73. What, what in the fuck is that? How uh, is that a 73-year-old man? Look the at the bill, traps. That's the billionaire tunk. <laughs> yeah. That is insane. How yeah. jacked his back is. 73 years old. He's built like Brock Lesnar. That is insane. He's the man. Ima- imagine like seeing this when you were a kid. Like, this is what Grandpa looks like. Yeah. He'd yeah. be like, what the fuck is going on with Grandpa? Well, no wonder Grandma fucked Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, 73 years incredible. old. There is nobody on this planet that works as hard as he does. But, like, there's no other way it's possible. I mean, the guy is—he's—he's he's everywhere. And that one—the one video where he runs to the ring and is on his way and dives into it and slams his thigh into the side of the ring, blows his fucking yeah. quad yeah. off the bone, yeah. Yeah. and then still plays it out and does it yeah. sitting down. Yep. The Two guy quads. must have been in unbelievable agony. Yeah. Right? He can't no, even—he can't it. even stand no, up, and he's just then. sitting there. Sitting on his butt, and they everybody has to like improvise. Yeah. But this guy's sitting on his ass because he's he blew his quads off of his yeah. bone. Watch yeah. this shit. Look at this. I mean, this is fucking crazy. I did the same thing and tore. Look at this. Knee. He dives in. Right bam! There, right there slams it. Boom, right boom. Look at it. His leg gives out. Yeah, he's done. At that point, your adrenaline, all you're thinking is get the fuck up. That's all you're thinking. But it's crazy that he's just sitting there. Yeah, well, he's the, angry. the funniest part of this is this is the final moment of the Royal Rumble. This is a huge long buildup, yeah. and it's controversial because they both went over the top and landed. So there's this tie. So all the refs are trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> so it makes it even funnier that Vince is just sitting there. And the his owner legs stretched out. <laughs> yeah, look how big Batista was then. Jesus yeah. Christ. He's so much bigger than he is now in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, you I forget how big he was. I think he might have been on Vince McMahon's uh, protein diet. There's no way. That's all natural, bro. That's vegan. Yeah. That's, vegan. <laughs> that's, it, vegan. that's yeah, beans that's and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jack, Jesus Jack Christ. and the bean stock. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, just, just the fact that that guy was able to do that. I got to bring this up because we were watching this in the green room right before we got in. David Arquette is wrestling? Yeah. Did you know this? Yeah, David Covered Arquette's... Covered in blood? Yeah. Got a, a light bulb smashed in his head? Mm-hmm. Cuts which, all over his face? Which beats a fucking two-by-four. 
by yeah. the light oh, bulb is I much easier imagine. than a two by four. Yeah, what is the worst shit you ever got hit with? A guitar. A guitar. Oh, that's honky tonk, right? Yeah, it was a real guitar. That's really oh, look at this. surprising this to me because it always appeared like the honky tonk's guitar was just an exploding. They all were after that. <laughs> what is this WCW wow. World Heavyweight Champion David Arquette? Wait a minute. Yeah, Wait a minute. He was their champion what? for a while. What? What? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah when that movie did. What? It was yeah. a highly controversial no. moment. Uh, heavyweight champion. How much yeah. does he weigh? <laughs> This uh, was 140. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. 140 hard. He he is definitely built way bigger. He's way thicker than he's ever been yeah. before. Because when they showed him on TMZ, he was running around. He looked jacked. He's got diva. He's got diva size now. Diva yeah. size. He's like a diva. <laughs> yeah, he's got but a mangina. See if you can find the video, the the TMZ video, because it's kind of fucking hilarious. It is really. And it just goes to show you what happens, though, man. You know, you, you, it's it's a lust that you get for. You know, wrestling. I mean, I hated wrestling growing up. Hated it. Because your dad did yeah, it. because my dad did it, and he was never home, so I blamed wrestling for him never being home. Mm. Bottom line was he didn't give a fuck about kids except those he could rape. You know? And, um... Look at that. He yeah. got hit in the head. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. That guy stabbed him in the Gouging, fucking head. Yeah. With, with a fluorescent light bulb that he just shattered. By the way, you can get that dust in your eyes, the, oh, yeah. the glass dust. Shit, but look man. how big he is. Yeah, he's huge. Our kid was never that big before. He's looking more like an Eddie Guerrero right there, you know? It's kind of amer- uh, hilarious. Look how jacked he is. Yeah. The cool thing about David doing this is that, like, he just got sober a few years ago, and he's doing this to keep life exciting for him. You know what I mean? And is I just, that why he's doing it, or it just doesn't have any movie roles coming in? No. He's, he's, uh, he's okay. Both he's, will do it. How do you know he's okay? You, what are you, his agent? Well, I, I, I he went no, but he's you know, his wrestling agent. Like, you suck. He's fucking Jack, dude. I yeah. mean, I'm very impressed with his physique. Arquette no, got into executive producing a bunch of stuff. Like he's one of the executive yeah. producers of like Cougar Town. Like, oh, all that these, was with his ex-wife. Yeah, right? all yeah. these massive. Oh man, shows. he runs back in and gets stumped. I like that. Did you see where he just fucking pushes back for the guys? He goes, "No, I'm going to lay down here. I'm not going to fucking get hit again." <laughs> Oh, and then he just hit him with a chair that had yeah. broken glass on it. This is uh, <clears throat> some high-level production for 50 people in the room. Yeah, exactly. It's all family, all the, though. The blood and everything. Jesus Christ. Hunks of glass in the ring. It's brilliant. Yeah, that is crazy. Now, that's... Then he leaves the fucking ring like it was wrong. Right? He's yeah. pissed. You can tell he's pissed. It didn't go the way he wanted it to. Yeah. Do you think he's pissed? Yeah, he was pissed. Do you think they planned that out? No, somebody whole... fucked him somewhere in there. He got fucked. You think because, so? Yeah, because you seen the, him going for the guy. Uh-huh. And then the guy just took him over. Yeah. And then started and got back on him. He wasn't expecting that. He was. He thought he was going up. Oh. And then you see him. Then you see him just fucking get up and just fucking storm out of the fucking ring. Why didn't you stay and kick his fucking ass? Because oh. obviously you can't. See, he's trying to get to him. The guy won't fucking let him. Now watch. Guy takes him over, and he's on top of him. He's hooking him for the one, two, three. He got the one, two, three, see? He did not want that to fucking happen. Now watch this. Just gets up. Fuck it. I'm going home. Yeah, I'm straight mm. out. That's interesting because you see this <clears throat> from the eyes of professional wrestling. <clears throat> I see this from the eyes of a layman in the crowd, and I don't see that. That's fascinating. You see a double cross. Oh, yeah, that's a double cross, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Somebody got uh, fucked there. Because that's why he got the quick one, two, three count on him. Yeah. You know? Uh, he didn't Little expect that. David Arquette sitting back knowing that Jake the Snake is doing commentary on his match. I love it. David, get a day job. <laughs> 
Oh, he sends your sister over here. <laughs> outrageous. Listen, he just needs practice. He, he's yeah. a young buck. I mean, didn't Dallas didn't Dallas started when he was thirty six? Yeah, I started. Thirty six. Imagine the, that. And the crazy part is, you were one of his original mentors. And I'm the guy that said, "I'll fucking teach you," because everybody else said you're too fucking old. Yeah. Specifically, Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair told him, Dallas. <laughs> You've been a manager. You do this well. You do that well. But you're 36. Get a grip on it. You know, you're too fucking old to start. And when Dallas told me that, I'm like, fuck it, man. If it's your, is it really your dream? He says, it's my fucking dream, man. I want it. Fuck it. I'll teach him. And that's when I started. I moved in with him. And then we had the <clears throat> infamous snake incident in his house. What was the infamous snake incident? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got busy with a girlfriend and forgot what I was doing upstairs. I was washing the snake off and went back downstairs to check on her, and she caught me by surprise and raped me, and it was horrible, but it was great, so I stayed. And uh, then I went, oh, my God, I forgot the snake upstairs. Ooh. So I ran back upstairs, realized it had been two and a half hours. And Dallas had just come out of his bedroom. He's like, what the fuck? You been in the shower the whole time? I'm like, yeah, man, I just uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I'm sweaty. Look at me. <laughs> you know, I ain't been in the shower yet, man. The snake was in there. So I said, I'll, I'll get my shit. We'll get it right out. He goes, why'd you leave the shower? Dallas, I was washing some soap out, man. Fuck, get a grip, man. Leave me alone. So I go in there and fucking, fucking, fucking snake. Oh, oh my no. God, I can't find the fucking snake. He's not in here. Oh, my God. Which kind of snake was this? Is it a cobra? Cobra, yeah. Oh, Jesus. And they, they had three, they <laughs> had three cats. Oh no. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought too. Oh no. So I started looking for it. And then I had to fess up to Dallas what was going like, dude, 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 dude. <laughs> you gotta find that motherfucker. My wife will be home in twenty minutes. I'm like, what? Holy shit. You know, I'll fight any man, but fucking woman, hell no. They will fuck you up. I, I run from women. <laughs> they fuck you up, man. They wait till you're sleeping shit. Fucking come fuck you up again. Because we have dicks. We think, you know, they love me because of my dick or whatever. And, and you give them an in because they're going, I want to hear you so much. And then you fall asleep. Axe murder, axe murder. Here we go. Whoa. I've been married three times. Your experience so. is very different than mine. Well, I've had three successful marriages. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody died. <clears throat> I did 13 years with my first wife. 13 years with my second wife. Four months with my third. So I'm getting better. A lot better. But it sounds like you're talking about prison. I did 13 years. Yeah. Whenever someone says about marriage, yeah. I did 13 years. That's like Sam well, Kennison in 86. That goes, that goes back to my experience. Right. You know, my experience is, unfortunately, because what I've been through, I let a woman get this close to me. We're about to get started getting real, what, which is what I really want. But then I got to push you back. Cause right. Can't man. handle it. I, 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 I want to get back to this, I'm but I want to find out what happened to the cats. Okay, well, long Me story too. short, I couldn't find them. The For snake. How long? As long as I was there. How much? Uh, well, right before she got home, I thought I would do the man thing and get in my car and run. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. Uh, that is what you did. Fucking right. <laughs> wow, brother! I had a fucking, I had a slick fucking '84 Corvette Ooh. that I knew would not look good with high heels going up and down it. Right. Because that bitch, I mean, that wonderful lady, she was a wonderful, wonderful woman. She was gonna fuck woman. you up. She's gonna fuck everybody up. Right. And if I'm not sleeping with you, you're not gonna talk shit like that to me. Right. You know. That's true. I'll listen right. to it if I'm sleeping with you. But that was it. Uh, I had to leave. I came back two days later, in my defense. Two days later. Okay. 
And when I got there, I see all these workmen carrying um, sheets of uh, sheetrock. Sheetrock. I'm like, what the fuck? And then Dallas had told me they were going to do some remodeling downstairs. And I'm like, oh, they're working on my fucking room, right? That's so cool, man. I'm like, okay. He's like, dude, you got 15 minutes to pack your shit and go. What? You got to get out. One little snake and I've got to go. That's really <laughs> bullshit, Dallas. And uh, yeah, they couldn't find the snake either. So they wound up calling some people, professionals. And the only way they found it was by tearing out several walls and they finally found it one of the walls what did it do climb an event it got in the vent wherever i don't know and got into the wall and what the fuck and they had to follow it through the house how did they find it by running out of walls jesus (laughs) christ yeah so they were quite upset rightfully so i had my kitchen worked on once and uh after they sealed uh the the drywall in the the back i i heard (laughs) (laughs) snake inside no my fucking cat so I, uh, my cat Spaz, I was like Spaz. <laughs> she's like, meow. It's where it got like, the name. Oh, shit. I'm like, she's in the fucking wall. So I had to go get a hammer, <laughs> and uh, I had to claw open the wall and then pull her out, covered in fucking. That's dust. where they hit the music. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It's a sweet cat. I had that cat for 19 years. Wow. Yeah. Let me tell you what. Here I am in Australia. This is like 1993 or four, and. Um, there's a Japanese superstar named Thunder Juice and Liger. Mm-hmm. I mean, just top of the top, brother. So he's on tour with us. No problem. But the first night he's in, was we'd already been there two nights, and these people come in, these Japs come in, and they start fucking yakety yakety in Japanese to this other guy, and they're in English transferred, and boom, boom. Bottom line is, he will not stay in the same fucking dressing room as Jake. He's terrified of snakes. I said, dude, I'm not going to get it on him. No, doesn't matter. He doesn't even think he should be here because of Jake. Okay, fuck him. Let him go wherever he wants. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't get it on you. If my word's not good enough, fuck off. So he goes and gets another dressing room on the other side of this coliseum. You know, it's a giant coliseum, man. Long ways across there. He wrestles, goes into shower, comes out from the shower he's drying off he looks up in the mirror and in the mirror he can see a pyth- uh, cobra has come up out of the toilet and he's looking around the room <coughs> and the rest of him still on the toilet and then he goes back down he screams he runs across the fucking building nude <laughs> which got everybody's attention <laughs> the police get involved he comes down to Jake where's your fucking snake and I'm like I really can't find it. So he had gotten out of my locker room and went into the toilet and took off and come up in that toilet over there. Jesus but that fucking Christ. guy it got on a fucking airplane that night and went the fuck home. Imagine oh the snake sensed God. that he was scared of sure him. He did. And then went and found, found the, him. the place where there was the most You're fear. The one. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if that, if a sna- I mean, it only makes sense. Oh, yeah. They can, right? sense, your, they can sense your fear. That's, yeah. they, they would go after prey animals, right? Yeah. Prey animals are terrified of them. They probably have a sense of fear. For through sure. the fucking toilet. You imagine that? Goes you, through the toilet. I mean, I still have horror stories and, and, and bad memories of sitting on a toilet and a snake just 
bite me in the balls and the ass and that stuff. That happened to you? No, but it, I had those fucking uh, dreams come to me because I had those snakes all those fucking years, man. Well, especially after that, knowing well, that they yeah. can travel that well, way. Well, they can. How'd you get the snake back? I didn't. I left him over there in fucking Australia. I couldn't get him back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now he's taking over the country. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ, where's that fucking snake? Yeah, it's in Melbourne. <laughs> wow. That's where I left him. How long do those things live? A long time. Like how long? 30 years? 30 years. So, so it's probably still alive. In the toilets Maybe. of that auditorium. I wonder if he goes down. Looking around and, and eating ass, man. <sighs> Can you imagine some poor woman sitting down on the toilet? She's like, ooh, that feels good. Oh, wait a minute. That's not right. What is <laughs> wow. Wow. The old snake up the asterisk. Climbed in the fucking toilet and went to the one guy that was terrified yeah. of him. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. And you remember when we did the Andre thing, right? I mean, Andre was supposed to be afraid of the snake. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he faints and fakes a heart attack. And he's, you know, laying there. And Poor Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan's over there checking a pound on his chest because he's supposed to act like he's had a heart attack. And somebody goes, give him mouth to mouth, Bobby. And Bobby's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that fucking giant, that fucking giant breath that you had, man, from drinking. Giant breath. <laughs> I, brother, I love the giant to death, man. I mean, when I first got into wrestling, uh, I was a referee in like in 1974 or so. And they came to me and they said, look, you're not refereeing tomorrow night, but... We want you to drive Andre around. Why? So you were a referee before you were a pro wrestler? Right, right. Wow. Which is actually the best way to start. Because you get a feel of it? You get a feel of it. You, you learn how to feel people, and you learn how to judge people. You learn how to read people, you know, in the, in, in the crowd. You can read them. But um, so I got the uh, take care of Andre thing. They gave me a van. Said Andre will sit in the back. Got him a beanbag chair. Just take him to the building, he'll do his thing, give him a ride back to the hotel. Cool, 70 miles, no problem, 80 miles, whatever. So we get through with the show, and he's like, beer. <laughs> okay, he talks, he walks, he, you know. So I stop and get him beer. I'm like, I'm going to get a six-pack my damn self there, Andre. And he goes, two cases. It's an 85-mile trip. Um, Yeah, two cases. I'm like, fuck. Two cases? I guess he wants some for his room, right? So we get back in the van, we start driving. I don't know about you guys, man, back even when I drank. Until I get into that first third or fourth hour, I got to piss like every time I have a beer, I got to piss. I don't really buy beer, I just rent it, you know. <laughs> I rent it, then I go get rid of it. But so after, you know, 30 miles, I pull, hey, Andre, sorry, I got to piss. You know, I get out of the piss, get back in the van. You don't, no, no thing, beer. <laughs> okay, take it easy. I'm fucking, I, hear, I hear the pop, tops keep pop, pop, pop. I'm like, He's fucking with me. He's fucking with me. We get a little closer. I got to piss again. Finally get there. Gets out of us. I'll get your beer. He goes, finished. What? You drank 48 beers. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know, fuck off. Fuck off, you big goof. You know, <laughs> he leaves. I get, in the, I get in there. First thing I do, I'm checking with my hand, make sure I'm not putting my hand in piss. Because I figure this motherfucker never got out to piss. He drank two cases of beer and did not have to piss. I don't care if you out drink me, but damn it. How can you do that? I mean, I felt so inadequate. <laughs> you know, this guy drank 48 beers and didn't piss. 48 beers in 80 miles? Yeah. That's insane. Well, that was nothing. Brother, his hand would cover that beer up. That's how big his hands were. Just an amazing athlete, an amazing man. 
And to be in the ring with him was, he was unbelievable. When Hulk Hogan hoisted him up in the air, mm-hmm. look, yeah. at the fu- look at that photo of him go. with a regular yeah. sized can of beer. That yeah. is insane. <laughs> doesn't even look real. That doesn't look real. That's a 12 ounce. Yeah. Yeah, that's a 12 ounce yeah. beer and it just vanishes inside his head. See if you can find that video of when Hulk Hogan picks him up over his head. Slams him, yeah. That... That was fucking insane. How much did he weigh? 550. 550 pounds. Now, 550 pounds just hoisting over your head with a bar, with an Olympic bar, mm-hmm. is impressive. Yeah. But to do it with dead weight with a man? Well, yeah. the thing about it is, it wouldn't happen unless Andre wanted you to. Right. Oh, of course. Because he's going to boost himself. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember him being in the ring one night and he says, Slam me. I'm like, Yeah, you're fucking but kidding me. But this is insane. See? Like, look at this. This is insane. But if you look where Andre's hands are, You'll yeah, see he helps that he helps him pull him. Still, he had me pick him up and slam him one night, and he's like, "Slam him!" Like, no fucking way! I thought he's kidding. No, yes sir. And I went under, and I, all of a sudden he's here, and I'm like, "Holy yeah. fuck! I've got him!" Still, he would, he would, he would, he would use and that athletic legs, energy yeah, for that. Then my legs just started to fucking buckle. Yeah, you got to drop him fast. Hogan well, weighs three hundred pounds there at look least. At, look right? how big he is. Look how and big the jacked. giant is. But Hogan was fucking jacked. Oh, yeah. You know, I met him later in life, but I'd met him earlier, too. I ran into him on the street once, and I couldn't believe how fucking big he was. And the second time I saw him, he was shorter because he had so many back surgeries that his discs had been fused. And and he's still a giant human being, but he wasn't as big. He's not 6'8 no more. Yeah. (laughs) He's about 6'4. Isn't that crazy? Piper told me when I was friends with Piper, he told me that when Hogan did that slam on Andre, just like he could feel it just going all the way up. Is that true? I can only imagine. I I clotheslined Andre one night and, you know, I came in to him hard because Andre wanted you to hit him hard. Right. Which I used to say, that's the most frustrating thing in the world right there. And everyone, what's that? And I'm like, you're trying to kill a motherfucker, and he don't even know it. Yeah. So here I am hitting him as hard as I could. And he didn't know that. So when he'd reach out and just, you know, <laughs> I mean, he used to hit me, and I'd be falling, right? That's a lot of energy, me falling. He'd reach out and grab me by my hair and just zinc. Pull me right to my fucking feet and just rip the fucking. See, look here. Oh, here you two are. Look, look at that. that. Look wow. at that. Now I weighed 260 there. Wow. God, that's so crazy. That's yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so crazy. Look how fucking big he was. He was so he did, big. He did a horrible thing to me one night in the ring, man. He knocked me down. And I'm on my back and he stands on my hair oh. and then reached out and grabbed my arms and pulled. Mm. And just ripped my fucking hair out. Wow. Ugh. Did you guys plan shit out like that, or did no. he just improvise that we in the moment? Out there. We went out there and played. He liked me, and I, I liked him. Uh, Andre will test you, and if you don't man up to him, he'll fucking eat you. Oh, did, could imagine. did you get to see the documentary that they made on him on HBO? I'm talking about Savage? Uh, no, Andre. Yeah, no, no. No, I didn't see it. It's really great. You'd really love I, it. I don't want to. Yeah. It just hurt too much. Yeah. It made yeah, me. It made it, me cry. So yeah, it, it makes me cry to know what that man went through. What yeah. did he go through? Well, just people pointing and laughing, and, right? And pain, know. constant. His pain was unbelievable. Yeah, because of wrestling. No, because because of, of the growth. Growth. Yeah, yeah. Continue to grow. Continue to grow. Yeah. Continue to grow. You know, let's think about what a day like a day is. Well, a bed don't fit too well. Right. Let's talk about hotels and bathrooms. Oh right. yeah. Where's he gonna shit? Right. Where does he shit? In the bathtub. No. Yeah. That's the only place you could shit. Yeah. 
There's no toilet going to take his ass. Didn't he? He's got to squish it in there. He just got it. No, he just fucking turned the shower on, man, and let it dissolve it. Jesus. How'd you, how would you like to do hot yoga in that bathroom with that shower just spraying down? God <laughs> damn, he took yeah. a shit in the bathtub. Yeah, Airplanes, not, cars. Not his home. Yeah. Well, yeah, his home was a giant house. But, <laughs> so yeah. did he have his it house fit, set up? Yeah, it so for he, him, yeah. Wow. That's another thing where Piper told me a great story uh, about, you know, how everybody would always, he would just get so harassed out yeah, in public yeah. and they were out drinking one night after shows and they were in on in some college town like we'll say madison wisconsin or something like that and uh they're having some drinks at a bar and piper was like these kids these frat boys you know they, they noticed a, a few tables away and someone there an empty beer can hits andre in the back of the head it hits the ground you know andre looks around oh and they're hanging out a couple minutes later another empty <coughs> beer can hits andre he growls a little bit harder and then a third beer can comes and uh and andre stands up he hits him in his head andre stands up you know it takes him a while to get out of the booth or whatever wherever they're at and, he, and these guys get up and they start running and they chase uh andre chases them but when he gets out of the bar they are in their car about to pull away and andre literally goes under the car that's out front of the bar and flips it over there's a cop a half a block away who pulls up what, what, and arrests them for fucking with andre the giant <laughs> after he flips <laughs> their car with them in it yeah <laughs> you don't fuck with the giant those guys uh, mess with me I remember do beer can. we were wrestling in, in uh, Montreal. It was his birthday. Wow, look at that picture. Man. He could do a backflip standing on the top rope and do a flip. Really? And land on his feet when he first started. But uh, I'm wrestling him, and we had this little thing we'd do where he'd get me in the corner, and he'd just throw that weight into me, you know, which was pretty easy to, to register. And then I would slide down, and then he would grab each side of the rope and do the ass drop. Of course, he's got these ropes. Well, that night he went to do it, and his hand slipped. Oof. So all of a sudden, his ass lands right here. And just, you know, I heard fucking vertebrates. And I'm like, can I breathe? I just want to know if I can breathe, because I couldn't at the moment. I was like, ah, ah, screaming. And ah, I turned over on my side, thinking, oh, my God, how bad is it? Because I figured, I figured my sternum was broke, whatever. Yeah. And he sits on me, and I'm laying there, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm trying to catch my breath. Trying to let everything come back in because I'd seen the lights coming at first, so I was going to pass out. And then I hear Andre laughing. <laughs> and I hear the referee say, Andre, why are you laughing? He goes, I'm farting. And I'm like, what? And I could feel my fucking shoulder just vibrate like, and he's farting. You know how long a giant can fart? How long? About 40 seconds. He's like, but it was a steady flow. It wasn't, you know, it was 48 beers worth of farts. Oh. Man, he got up. I had like a wine stain on my shoulder. You know, it was a birthmark. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Amazing, amazing guy, man. But I used to think to myself, the fans really don't like me. Because they're putting me out there and the fans are cheering me on to charge into that fucking big giant. You want me to get killed, don't you? Yeah. You fans are vicious. Why are y'all doing this to me? <laughs> Don't cheer me. Tell me I'm a stupid fucker and to get out of the ring <laughs> for the giant eats you. No, there's no fun in that. <laughs> Was that hard uh, to always be a great bad guy or did you sort of relish in that? Yeah. 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 
being a good guy is so boring. Right. Because people expect you to be nice. They expect you to do this. You right. take a picture with the baby. You know, you do but as a bad guy, you can do anything. Mm. And it's okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then you get to see how far you can take people. You know, I mean, some people freak, this kind of bugs people, freaks them out a little bit, to thinking about starting a riot. But that's when you know you've done your job right. When you can get people to step out of their comfort zone and come into the ring after you. Now you've done the job. Did you have that happen? Oh, yeah. How many times? Oh, probably 30, 40 times. 30, 40 times people charged the ring trying to get you. Well, it got bad a couple of times. One time, the worst one being in Dallas, Texas, which is like 60 miles from my hometown. What started it? Uh, I was wrestling Sting. And the guy stood up about nine rows back, reached inside of his jacket, pulled out a nine millimeter, and got three shots off before they got him. Oh, yeah. I'd already dived underneath the ring. Sting being the baby face and you. stupid, yeah. He's in the ring. Woo! You know, wow. fuck you, Sting. I'm not coming back, bitch. You know, this guy got three shells off at me. And I remember going to the back, thinking to myself, Jake, you fucking got him right there. You take him that far. You're making people do shit they would not normally do. Because Did you they pissed get the off. Yeah, they got him. But here's what they brought him to the back, and they're like, Jake, do you want to press charges? I'm like, Press charges? No, just reload the motherfucker and put him back out there. What the fuck do you think, press charges? Of course I want to press charges, man. He put three holes in the building of the old fucking uh, sportatorium there in Dallas. Was man. he shooting at you or was he yeah, just shooting me, at the at ceiling? Me, at me, yeah. Really? He hated my ass. I had a woman, 75 years old, cut me with a box cutter. What? Yeah. Yeah, the first time she'd ever been to watch wrestling. What? What did you do to start that? She had been at home with her grandkids, and they were watching me wrestle. And they were like, oh, Granny, look at so-and-so. Jake Roberts, he's, oh, he's so bad. He, somebody needs to wash his damn mouth out open and spank his ass is what that man needs. You know, somebody should have straightened him out earlier in his life. And they're like, oh, Granny, shut up. You wouldn't have done anything. You'd run from him, too. I would not run from that man. And they basically challenged the grandmother, <laughs> not knowing it. She's a little off. Yeah. Next time I come to town, she gets a fucking ticket. She's going to show those grandkids she's not afraid of me. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. As I came down the aisle. <clears throat> I got security around me. And all of a sudden, my security's gone. Like, this is fucking great. No and I turned to see what they're doing. There's this old woman that's down, and they're all over. And I'm thinking, what, she have a fucking heart attack, man? What's going on? Hey, guys, what's going on? Jake, she fucking cut you, man. I'm like, oh, you're full of shit. Look at your arm. Holy shit. I fucking kicked that bitch right in the face, man. <laughs> you know, I went down and tried to cross face her. You know? How bad did she cut you? About 30 stitches. Jesus Christ. Wow. Box cutter. I just didn't realize it. You don't feel it, a box right. cutter. You're Slices. so sharp. Yeah. So I get to the back with her, and I hear the story. You know, what, ha- what actually happened. And I just looked at her and I was like, can I hug you? You want to hug me? I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Come here. And I hugged her. And I started crying. She started crying. And Whoa. Uh, Jesus Christ. Is that wife number two or three? <laughs> I would have taken her. <laughs> That's why it only lasted four months. She died. <laughs> she died. Yeah. She ran out of blades. Yeah, there you go. There you go. What the fuck, man? Wow. Well, that, you're a better man than me. Well, you did kick her, though. I, I did like, kick. It was a good, solid kick. Yeah. I got a nice yeah. fucking... 
False teeth, jiggle teeth. Uh, Jesus You guys, do you still have all your teeth? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have more. How many root canals? One. Really? Yeah. How long did you fight? Not that long. I wore a mouthpiece. What, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? No, I, I move a lot. <laughs> There's a big right, difference right. in the amount of punishment that you would take pro okay, wrestling okay, and the amount okay. of punishment you take sparring okay. or fighting. I had like 16, 17 root canals. Jesus Christ, man. You know, the shots, you know, teeth. And as you get older, the teeth deteriorate. Yeah. And those root canals, that tooth just winds up turning into dust, basically. Yeah. And they start breaking off in pieces and stuff. And, man, it. And, and this probably didn't help in my spiral down either, man, that I couldn't go eat, you know. I had to be, check and see what I was going to eat and make sure I just put new polygrip in. And you start eating a steak with polygrip, and boom, it breaks loose. And next thing you know, your fucking mouth's bleeding because it broke loose. And right. you're having to go to the bathroom. You know, it makes a date so nice. You know, there's nothing that says love by chewing on your girlfriend's box and your teeth fall out on her belly button you know it just turns them on you know no but uh, yeah it sucks man you know and yeah did you you never wore a mouthpiece though right no you can't do it wrestling you swallowed it yeah that's the the difference but you know i i I got real fortunate that uh some people out of dallas they got one in um, uh, vegas also g4 it's called uh they uh said look dude we see you're having problems. We see you doing your talking. And I, I talk like this because I didn't want. Right. Because my teeth were constantly coming loose. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter how many times I got new ones, but they still sucked. So these people at G4, man, they finally came to us and said, look, we're going we're gonna to fix you. I'm like, yeah, right. So they told me implants. Well, I didn't know a whole lot about that shit. You know, and uh, they uh, come back to me and they said, I need to Dallas and um, Dr. Golpa was his name and uh, put 11 implants in and uh, it was pretty bad man I had a bad day bro. You know, it's hard to medicate me and put me out because I raised those levels too high mm-hmm. so during while I was out and they were pulling teeth getting ready to put the things in to screw into Evidently, during all that process, I just stood up and started pissing on the doctor and pissing on everybody <laughs> in the room and chasing them and a complete fucking idiot. Was this why you were sober? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sobered up, but see, I, they had to give me so much shit to put me out. Right. That I keep moving this bullshit, going, "Hey, fuck you, doc," and I'm fucking getting my dick. But this is, I'm saying, this is like yeah, during sober. your sobriety yes, period. Yes, yeah. yes. But, so this is recently. Uh, a, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they did this for my teeth, man. You imagine being locked in a small room with Jake the Snake. He pulls his dick out, starts pissing on you. You think you got him medicated? <laughs> he got bars in his teeth. You try to give him some yeah. fake teeth. Yeah. <laughs> what was even nicer was the next day they didn't even hold it against me. Oh, that's. Sweet. I know. I, I woke up the next morning. I don't remember them taking me to the hotel and putting me in bed or any of that. Man, I didn't know what the Vaseline on my ass was for. But anyway, uh, no, I was just kidding. But I woke up the next morning, I'm like, whose fucking clothes are these? Because they basically undressed me there and got the piss all off of me and put new clothes on me. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Did they have to buy clothes for you? Or was there a a giant person in the room? Yeah, they're they're at the the place and uh, they dressed me. And I came back the next morning, um, having been there for five hours the day before. And they set me down and said, this won't take but about 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, right. And they 
come in there, here's your new teeth, and put them up and screwed them in, man. I could bite a bumper on a car. <laughs> no shit. No, it's this amazing is so what they can strong. do now, right? It's so unbelievable. If anybody out there is having an issue with their teeth, man, get them fixed. But yeah. get them fixed the right way. Yeah. Don't fuck around with getting partial plates and all that bullshit. Go ahead and bite the bullet. It's expensive. It, no doubt it's expensive. But it changed my whole life, man. That and, and the guy that did my hair. You know what I mean? Bada bing. I wanted hair. You know, because Jake the Snake has hair. Well, Jake the Snake, at the end of the line, didn't have no fucking hair. I, it was all gone. And uh, some people in um, Atlanta, where I was living, Paramount uh, Paramount Plastic Surgery and stuff, they uh, said, look, we'll, we'll give you a head of hair, man. You know why? Well, you're Jake the Snake, man. We love you. And That's like 30, 40 grand, man. I know you love me, but you're going to do that? Really? And that's one of the things in the movie, you know, you, you, the people come up with money for my shoulder. Oh my yeah. God. I cry so hard oh, at yeah. that part of that movie when they, when you guys are expecting like, Oh, I'm hoping 3, that we raised a little something. 7,000 7, in a night. Yeah. What? No, it was just 17,000 in the 24, in a 24 right. hour span, which more than paid for my, I almost had enough to get a tit job, which nice. I was going to have them put on my back. <laughs> That way you'd have something to play what with, What did you too. have to get done to your shoulder? Was it a labrum tear? Or no, it was uh, bone spurs. Bone spurs. So I you just had, had to go in there and scope it? three bone spurs, and one of the spurs was over two inches long. <laughs> Good you know? Lord. And here's the great news. I think I've got it back. You got so a spur back? I can move my arm, and I can feel that fucking thing in there go across the muscle. Oh, God. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? But, you know. You sure? Yeah. yeah. And did you get an MRI? Not yet, but I felt it before. It might just be before. the biceps tendon I hope so. torn off. But what I'm getting at here and is like the number of people that reached out to me and did shit for me that didn't have to. People I didn't even know. And uh, it just blows me away. Well, just think about how many people you touched over yeah, your fuck, entire man. career and how many people ran away from home. Yeah. The macho yeah. man got bit. <laughs> and it's crazy because back then everybody's like, this is the scariest guy. We hate yeah. this guy. Boo this guy. And then it's like years later they realize whoa that guy moved me like it's like originally everybody was afraid of you or hated yeah. you but it's like in it's all in retrospect when they realize holy shit this guy i can help this guy man. he earned it from me he deserves it this guy changed my life blah blah blah, blah. the like scene in the movie when it's unexpected and the guys are in the ring and they play the music and you start walking out with the bag yeah. the snake in it yeah that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it was a horror. It was a After all the shit that you had moment. been through with your sobriety. And off all the shit that I'd stirred up while I was a drunk. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, it amazes me how many people have forgiven me for the things that I said or did when I was under the influence, man. Because let me tell you something. There is nothing more vile than a drunk, addicted, hating motherfucker, you know, like I was. And I went after, I had, did not mind going after Vince or anybody else. You know, I hated life. Yeah. So I wanted to hate you too. And I don't give a fuck if you hate me. You know, guess what? I hate me more than you can hate me. <laughs> what a loser you are. You can't even hate me much. You know, I mean, it's, that's what amazed me. People helping me is like, all those years that I used to cringe when somebody would say, hey, would you own my baby? I'm like, want me to hold your baby you don't know what the fuck i am don't make me do that 
because it would hurt me inside to pull that kid in and smile and lie. I'm not a good liar when it comes to shit like that. You know, I just, uh, uh, you know, it's like Vince wanted me to do a commercial one time, uh, just say no campaign. Mm. Dude. Whoa, that's hilarious. You're going to have me fucking do this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, to me, it's not funny, Vince. Right. It's not. Right. Because I know what it's like not to be able to say no. There's no worse feeling in the world, man. Here you got something on this hand that's going to kill you. Or you got life over here and there's green pastures and all this happy, happy, happy. And you're going to have a good relationship with a woman if you just fucking... I'm going to take the poisonous tree. <laughs> you know what's ironic is that your movie, your film, your story, and who you are right now mm. is one of the best Just Say No commercials they could ever do. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. For real. Well, you because know, you can't just say no. No, no. It's, when a, it's when the you most show, ridiculous bullshit ever said. Yeah, when you show that in the film, that you want to say no. I mean, this is what, one of the more powerful things about that film is not just that you succeeded, but that you tried and failed yeah. several times yeah, until yeah. you succeeded and you detailed all of it, yeah. all the warts and all, every single step yeah. of the way. Yeah, I mean, we didn't. Uh, it's a very brave movie, man. It really didn't is. cut shit out. No. Know? And, no, uh, you didn't. That was tough, but now I'm getting to do the right thing. And for me, I'm doing this comedy thing now. It's not really comedy. I just go out and tell road stories and shit. You know, like a couple of stories I like told Roddy you. Like Roddy used Macho. to do, right? Yeah, with yep. Macho. Like I just yeah. told yeah, you yeah, yeah. Macho. I do the same stuff in buildings. But I've wrestled for 36 years. So I've got about 10 shows to do. And I'm, I'm still on the first one. Wow. Going all around with it. And I've been doing it for two and a half years now. But now I'm enjoying it so much. Not because I'm making people laugh. Because I'm getting connected. I'm getting to connect with people that are needing help. When people come to the show. I, I tell them, hey, give me the icky man. Afterwards, we'll go find a place and talk. And some of the stories I have, man, make my story sound like a fucking walk in the park, man. I mean, some of the horror stories I've heard what people are going through and suffering through and their story, their pain and their anger. You know, it, it, my shit looks weak compared to what these people, and I'm getting to hear this and I'm getting to help them find the way. And then I get to hear the stories of the success stories. Hey man, I didn't start getting clean until I heard about you starting to get clean and I started to try and hey, guess what, Jake, I got two years in now or I got four years in now. Those are great, but the best, is the letter from the six-year-old that says, you helped my daddy. My daddy loves you, and I love you too because my daddy lives with me now. Wow. Oh, fuck me, man. Wow. wow. You know? Wow. You can't buy that shit. You can't buy that. So I get what Dallas does, you know? When he helps people, he gets an eye off of it, and God bless him, he should get an eye off of it because <clears throat> he spends a lot of time doing it, bro, a lot of time. And that's the one thing I always thought about Dallas. He may not be the smartest guy in the room, but he's smart enough to know that, and he'll go find that right answer. You know, whenever he was dealing with me and Scott, he didn't know how to be an addict or what that was about. So what did he do? He contacted all of his buddies or his ex-buddies that had been through it, and he went and he read and he read and he read. He's self-taught, man. He used to have a problem reading, but he's got it down now. So here's a guy that over prepares for everything. <laughs> yeah. As far as I'm concerned, but 
Well, that's also why he started DDP Yoga, yeah, right? Absolutely. He wanted to figure out a way to heal his body. To yourself. Yeah. Now he's sharing it. Yeah, not just sharing it, but promoting it <sighs> worldwide. Have you ever done it? Uh, no, I that's haven't. Incredible. Well, I mean, I did do a little bit of it years ago. I looked up the, I found a little bit of it on YouTube. I never got the actual program, do but. The, uh, do the program. You can make it as easy as you want, or you can make it as difficult as you want. And that's that's the beauty of it. Because you could get somebody like uh, Nimble Nuts over here <laughs> with Jamie, a sprain, just, sprained mangina. You don't leave you alone. I don't even understand. His mangina's warped out of shape. He can't help and, uh, himself. Oh, my it's like, God. It's like the snake when he tries to find the Japanese guy. I can guy tell, I can tell he just likes playing with round things over there, doesn't he? The knobs. He's stroking the knobs. <laughs> Unbelievable. But one of the cool things about DDP yoga is that, you know, you see all those before and after of the physical mm -hmm. transitions of people. But what those pictures don't show is the mental uh, presence smile. that you get. I mean, I was uh, I was in Chicago doing gigs a few years ago, and this was after I got to see your movie when it first premiered. I actually think it was David Arquette that got me and my because we made friends at the comedy store years ago. He got me and my buddies in on. Uh, you guys had your premiere on Sunset Boulevard at that. I'll take your word for it. Anyway, and. Uh, so I had already seen the movie, but Scott wasn't at that, and I don't believe you were there either. And um, I just I, make the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was in Chicago doing a gig, uh, and it's one of those morning radio shows that I didn't want to have to do that Friday morning, 6 a.m. pickup, whatever. Right. I'd just flown in. And I almost, I remember I almost called in sick to that radio show. Because I'm like, I'm doing, you know, I don't want to, I'm just tired. I don't want to do it. Yeah, Ended up showing up. slow getting there. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> the back of a spirit flight. But I ended up not calling in sick. I'm like, let's just do it. Make coffee in the hotel and get to the fucking car. Because that's and, what you do. Right, exactly. And as soon as I get there uh, to like man cow in the morning, right? Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah, you'll yeah. never believe who else is in studio with you. You're a wrestling fan, right? I'm like, uh, yeah. They're like, Scott Hall is also going to be wow. here with you. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, and boy, I remember hoping. You brush your teeth. And, yeah. I remember, <laughs> you know, I remember hoping because I just seen that movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, I hope that, you know, I hope he's still in good shape and everything. I hope <laughs> everything's cool because I know how hard it is to stay clean yeah. as an addict. And uh, and my God, if he wasn't just and and you know you as well here today, it's like it just completely present. Yeah. Not you can't even tell you've probably had twenty thousand concussions in your life. At least. You know, <laughs> I mean, just there, looking around, laughing, smiling. My mind was blown that he was as present, if not more, than a lot of the other and available older, most let more you know pro wrestlers that I had met. You know what I mean? And people that I yeah, had met. He yeah, was in yeah. it. He was being funny. Yeah. He's reacting. Charged in, yeah. It was unreal. Not just doing the job. Compared to the guy that gets scooted in on that wheelchair that can't walk. And when he's first starting with the chairs, you can hear his bones cracking. Oh. Yeah, when yeah. you heard his hip. Oh. It's a wonderful sound. Isn't it? Oh, it's man. And it was I've, just... had, I've had two replaced. And, and the first one sucked. The second one, man, they went through the front. That's the way to go. I went in 7 a.m. at noon. I jerked the covers back, told my daughter, hand me my pants or I'm walking out naked. I put my fucking pants on, put my feet down, and walked straight out. No cane, no nothing. Really? In five hours. You can do that? Not supposed to. <laughs> the doctor was yelling at me as we were leaving the building. What was he saying? You get 
back the fuck in there. Yeah. Jesus he was Christ, walking, because he you was could walking. trip and blow the whole thing out, yeah, right? probably. But I, he was walking on a crosswalk to connect the two buildings, and I'd already went out the bottom, and I was going to the car. And he's like beating on the fucking window. Like and this fucking, is like a full hip replacement. Yeah. They sever the top yeah. of the femur, yeah. and they put a new yeah. joint. They screw yeah. it. You ever seen how they do it? Mm-mm. Oh, oh, it's, it's brutal, gnarly. bro. It's fucked, and then they bro. drive it in there. Yeah, there's a goddamn huge bolt that goes in the center of your bone. It goes right through the bone and screws in place, and then you have this new joint. Yeah, the first one I had was brutal because the whole joint had calcified. Ugh. And it took them three and a half hours to get it out. Oh, God. And they said they finally went to, like, bring in the big hammer. You know, they went from the shiny silver hammer to get Claude's fucking sledge out from the truck and bring it on in. Well, you know how uh, cauliflower ear ear starts, right? Yeah. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. The, the breaking the, cartilage. The yeah. blood. Blood. It's blood. Blood calcifies. So blood becomes Turned a rock. Hard. It really turns into a rock. You get that in your nose. Yeah. And he's get, he had that in his joint. So he basically had rocks in his joint. Completely calcified. That's fucking gnarly. I wrestled for three or four years like that. I'll show you guys and we can come back and talk about it. What I would do is... I couldn't, I couldn't do anything with this hip. No so one can I hear you, unfortunately, when you do this. And then I would sling it and grab the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was bending the femur. The femur was going... Wow. So you were, you were putting so much torque in that you were torque. blowing your hip out of socket. So, so your left hip would, took the it brunt. It wouldn't rotate out of socket, but it would bend the femur bone. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the, I, I did it for the doctor. He's like, oh, my God. Because when I first went in and seen the dog, he's like, how'd you get it? And I said, well, I drove. He goes, no, how'd you get to the room? I'm like, I walked. He's impossible. I've seen your x-ray. There's no way you can walk. I said, the fuck, I can't. And I showed him, he's like, oh, my God. And he runs out of the room. I'm like, okay, I know I got cancer. I'm dying. <laughs> That's the difference between a regular person, though, and a guy like you. Like, your tolerance for pain is probably through the fucking roof. You're probably you just so accustomed I, I to it. I don't recognize it. Yeah, well, obviously, with your arm broken when you wanted to keep wrestling. Well, don't You don't recognize pain because it's just something that you do. You know, there were times in my career where people were like, stop. I'm like, it's okay. I'm all right. Well, it's a lie because you weren't all right. It's just the adrenaline's flowing so much. And you're so jacked on that shit. You know, that's the real drug. It's adre- adrenaline. You all right with that? No. Jamie not. will show oh, you how to do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, put your back in this. I think the tension from this spring trap here will save your life. Man. <laughs> Now, when you're doing these traveling shows, yeah. are you doing them in comedy clubs? Where, like, where are you doing comedy them? Comedy clubs, bars, um, hotel, convention rooms, whatever. That's got to be great for you, too, because at the beginning of the film, one of the things that was evident was that you missed you missed the whole excitement of performing. Yeah. It, was, yeah, it was missing from yeah. your life. Yeah. So now you've got that back, but also healthy, healthy and positive yeah. and then also helping people. Absolutely, man. And that's such a joy to help people. But it's, you know, when I first went back, man, because I abused myself so much, my memory was shocked. I couldn't remember shit, man. And then as I tell one story, a little glimmer will happen over here and then then I'll talk to somebody in the crowd, and they'll mention. I'm like, I didn't wrestle that guy. The hell you didn't. You know? <laughs> and I, I don't remember wrestling this guy or doing this with that one. And they make me remember stuff. And like I said, now I got like ten shows waiting. And at first, I had to really struggle to get one show together. 
Did you write them all out? I did in the beginning. Wow. Now I just write, you know, bullet points and mm -hmm. I can pull them back up, which is so nice to do, you know, because I was at a point, man, with my speech, I wouldn't finish sentences. I just, you know. Now I saw in the film you did it with Mick Foley. Are you doing them with Mick on the road? No, no, no. no, no. I'm doing good ones now. <laughs> oh, come on. Mick's great. Okay, you've never got seen my show, have you? No, not okay, yet. Okay, then shut up and get in the car. Whoa. I can't wait. <laughs> I got to turn heel I've on your I've seen ass. Mick. I opened up for Mick a few years ago, and uh, I was you'll amazed. You'll never open for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll goddamn sure never close for me. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> Uh, if you were a wrestler, I'd say, maybe I can get you on a TV squash match, kid. <laughs> What's a squash be, match? That's when you just go in and pummel a guy for three minutes and squash him, lay him out on the floor. He doesn't even get to breathe, you know? <laughs> so that was like you tell another wrestler, hey, I'll see if I can't get you in a squash match. That'd be like saying, you know, you're a piece of shit, and I'm just going to use you and toss you over in the corner when it's done. Was that like a rite of passage? Do you have to do squash matches no, to, you, to get no, going? No, a lot of guys don't. No. no. We did back in my day, though. You started at the bottom and you worked your way up. Now you got guys that go to schools for uh, three months and yeah, they never learn their art. Well, when you go into school to learn wrestling, I mean, this is not it's something bullshit. that existed. It didn't yeah. exist. Is it kind of like school for stand-up? Exactly. Yeah, I think it's exactly like that. Uh, uh, like there's there's <laughs> classes that'll teach you stand-up, and the good yeah. thing about it is you get at least you you start doing it. Like whether or not yeah. they're actually teaching you anything is very debatable. And the things that they are teaching is all in-ring technique and, and tosses and slams. Right. And the thing that, you know, all us diehard wrestling fans now miss with the product is exactly what you specialized in, which is psychology, yeah. cutting promos. I mean, he once cut Keep a promo, real. I remember, against Hulk Hogan, where you said something like, if you plant grass, grass will grow. If yeah. you plant rice rice will grow and if you plant fear in your opponent's head <laughs> that gets me in trouble sometimes i remember i'll tell you the best interview i ever did told you because know, back in the day we'd have to do 70 or 80 interviews back to back and the tv guys tv guys used to fight over getting me because they knew it was going to be a fucking cakewalk some guys you know like the ultimate warrior some of those guys just take 26 Go ahead. And they'd sit there like pulling fucking teeth. But for me, I, I, my nickname is One Take Jake. Yeah. And I'd say, give me something. They'd throw a word out there, and I'd do the whole fucking interview off that word. Just fucking around. So I'm there one day. I'm like, oh, I got one, guys. I got one. And like, okay, Jake, what are you going to do? I'm like, just, just do it. So, and, and I went. And they're like, oh, Jake, uh, we're not getting any sound here. I'm like, motherfucker, did I tell you just to roll it? Just roll it. So I do it again, making no sound for like 30 seconds. And then I went, oh, tell the little boy that's next to you that you're not scared of Jake. Lie to him. I just made you get up and fix a television that wasn't broken. Didn't you come to the TV like I said to? Yeah, you did. You couldn't fix it. Tell your wife I said hello. <laughs> Wow. Chills. End of interview. <laughs> Chills from head to toe and from like, me. You're sick, fuck. <laughs> uh, what did I do? Uh, I didn't do anything. Well, also, the, the life that you were living, you could probably pull those dark thoughts out like other people. <clears throat> well, I would you sit, probably can't. I'd sit in a bar, man, and uh, write stuff down. You know, 
and uh, the next day I'd pick it up and read and go, oh, my God, what the fuck was I thinking? You know, it just horrified me. But, yeah, sometimes you can pull, you pull dark stuff out of bad moments in life, you know. And, uh, well, you had experiences. I mean, I mean, just trying yeah. to kill yourself with pills yeah. or whatever the fuck you were doing. I mean, yeah. the darkness that you had in your life, like... My sister being murdered and shit, and my mother, my mother was a 12-year-old girl, and her mother was dating my father. Her mother was. My grandmother passed out, and my father left that bed and went into a 12-year-old little girl's room and raped her. That's me. <laughs> That's how I got started. And then later in life, my father was raping my sister, did not know it. You know, he raped his other daughter, did not know it. Always heard whispering, you know, people whispering and giving him the evil item. What the fuck's their problem? Then I'd get in the ring with somebody that, that knew my dad and they'd beat the fucking shit out of me because they hated him, because they'd seen some of the shit that he did. Do you want to believe that of your own father? You don't ever want to believe that. God, you don't want to believe that, do you? I, the, the girl that you met earlier, Cody, she is the first daughter of mine that I held in my lap. She was 22. 22. Before I would ever pick up one of my daughters and set them in my lap because I was afraid I'd turn into my father. I never wanted that. I never wanted to be someone that abused a child because I'd been abused, and I knew what that shit was like, and I knew what it did to my fucking head. And, um, <clears throat> getting right and getting sober, learning to talk about it, helps a lot. It makes it better. It don't cure it. You know, you never get over it, but I can deal with it now. I don't have to go medicate with it you know, when, right now. When you're talking to these people that you're also helping, mm -hmm. when you meet them, mm -hmm. that also have these problems, how many of them have also been abused? A lot. A lot, man. You know what it's like to be sitting at a Comic-Con and uh, look out there and there's people in your line and your eye contact contacts a kid and, you look at the kid and they look at you and you're like, you poor motherfucker, you're going through it too, aren't you? And I can tell it. I know that fucking kid's being sexually abused. You can see it. And I hate that feeling. Because then they get up to the front and you're like trying to talk to them and they're like shut down completely. And then the fucking asshole that's next to him is probably doing the bullshit. He's wanting my fucking attention, man. What chance do I have him getting any good attention? <laughs> Not much. How, I keep going back to the kid. How can you tell? You just feel it. You know it. You smell it. You taste it. You, you see the fear. You know? And you see the way that the dad communicates with them. And you see their reaction. They won't look at you with their eyes. You know? Really hard to get them to look at you in the eyes, man. It really is. And uh, I remember... I told somebody one time that probably the one thing that helped me in my early life about going through all that sexual abuse and bullshit was I learned how to lie at a very young age. The reason I learned how to lie is 
because it helped get me to a safe place. You know, uh, I learned to judge people and their attitudes. You know, I knew what buttons to push and what buttons not to push with my stepmother. I knew what was a safe place. And if there were key words that come out from her, I knew to fucking go hide. I had to start reading this shit. Then I had to start coming up with storylines and stuff to get me out of shit so I wouldn't be put in the position to get gotten again. When you're learning that shit at 12 and 13, brother, you're getting some fucking knowledge. But it's a motherfucker, man. You know, just to have to go through it. And, uh, I don't know, brother. I mean, if there was ever a reason to, uh, bring back the, the, the big one, the gas or bullets or whatever, or hang, I, I think hanging's perfect for anybody that abuses kids. Let's make a public fucking hanging. <laughs> Fuck five years in jail. Fuck you, motherfucker. Put you dancing on the end of a rope. That'd get people's attention. <laughs> it might stop some of it. Yeah, I don't know how to still. What what would they do that would stop it completely? But it's, it's one of the, the most disturbing characteristics of people that that, that that's even and possible. Nobody wants to talk about. Nobody it. wants to talk about the it. The kid damn sure don't. Mm. Because here's what happens to the kid nine times out of ten, they raise their head and they say something. Then this group comes in, this group comes in, cops come in, they say this, that, this, that. Well, he's probably just exaggerating this, that, this, that. You have to go home with them. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> you can't put that kid back in that house. Right. What chance do you have now? Right. Or you end up in an orphanage where... You're getting raped again. Yeah, who does... Yeah, who yeah. wants to Holy volunteer shit. at an orphanage more right. than a predator. And that's the, the, the problem is a lot of kids that get abused like that wind up abusing other kids. Absolutely. It's Even what you're taught. Yeah. Sandusky had that whole charity for kids. That was his whole, like, thing. That was his nut, man. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to open up an abused children's home. That way yep. I'll know where to go get one. <laughs> yep. Well, we also knew that the kids were damaged and they would be used to it. <sighs> you know, what we what we call love, it can be an, uh, an ugly thing. You know, uh, sometimes a kid looks to get his ass kicked because that's the only type of love he knows. That's true. You're a powerful man to have gone through all this and to be able to express it so honestly to, to everybody. I mean, that, that, that is an amazing thing because the pain of your experiences has not stopped you from expressing yeah. all of, the, all of the, the downsides of it, but also that you've come out of it on the other end in a very positive way. I mean, you're a great guy to be around. You're funny as shit. You, you have amazing stories, and you're clean now. You're well, clean and I'm, healthy. I'm funny in a room through. like this because there's not any competition. Come on, Joe, just me and you. <laughs> what the fuck? Where do you go from here, you know? Lapdog 27. No. That's uh, oh, amazing, I just man. Want, I just, it really is. I just want to help somebody else not feel what I felt. Yeah. Because I don't want them to have to do the things that I did to quit feeling it. Because I'll tell you, man, it's a whole lot easier to pick up cocaine and forget about it than it is to go through counseling, go through this, go through reliving it 25 fucking times. You know, you go into counseling and they say, okay, tell us exactly how it happened. Do I really fucking want to do that? Right. Why do you want me to do that? So you can just sit over there and jack off what? What's your nut on this? Because that's what we're thinking. Right. Why do you want me to remember it? I want to fucking forget it. Tell me how to forget it. Right. Don't tell me how to remember it. I got it down. What was ultimately 
What was ultimately the thing that allowed you to stay clean? When you had faltered five or six yeah, times, whatever yeah. it was, what was ultimately the thing that allowed you to get past all this and just embrace sobriety and being healthy? Yeah. I think it was just realizing that I wasn't going to fail this time. And that came from Dallas not giving up on me. See, I was scared that he was going to give up on me. So it's almost like you were failing so that he would give up on so you. So I could get that over with. Right. I know it's going to hurt, but God damn it, I can't deal with this thought of how much it's going to hurt. I'd rather it hurt right now. And you kick me out, and then I can go over here and get something that'll make me forget about this bullshit. So it's always hanging over your head that you're going to fuck up. And finally, when I realized, no matter how many times I fucked up, this some bitch is going to be there. You know? And uh, again, man, three years. I don't want to live with me for three years. Much less <laughs> you, dude. Uh, you know, I, I texted and, and him Scott last night. What I texted him is that he's a saint. After I watched yeah. that, that documentary, I'm like, dude, yeah. you're a saint. He just wants to help people, man. And, and you know, I'm not going to sit here and hard sell his product, man. But DDP yoga is singly the best fucking thing you can do for your body and your mind. He's going to have you eat good food, diet. There ain't no fucking diet. All we ask you to do is not eat certain shit. This, by the way, shit. <laughs> yeah. He's just asking you to step off of gluten and step off dairy. Okay, what's the problem with that? Cheese. Okay, <coughs> you want cheese? You can have cheese. You can have sheep cheese and goat cheese because it don't fuck you up like cow cheese does. Well, if you look at how healthy the guy is in his 60s yeah. and how flexible he is and oh, how, how mobile he is and with I a want fucked a cheap up just back. like him. <laughs> <laughs> his back is fucked up, oh, yeah. but he could do everything. Yeah. And it's just because his muscles are so strong all around his back, it's completely supported. Well, it's the old story of, you know, if you, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. From he, listening he never, to he's never stopped. From listening to him on your podcast, he talked about how he does an extreme ten minute stretching to start his day, and I've really, really put that into well, this, action. This it's fucker stuck picks up me. stuff from animals. He'll say, "Now watch this dog in the morning first. Fucking gets up. What does the dog do? Stretch. Gets those paws out in front of him and arcs that back. Yep. Then you watch Dallas do his fucking workout. Wait a fucking minute. Downward I've seen dog. that move for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, downward dog. And then you're doing the arch in the back like a fucking cat. What mm -hmm. the fuck, you yeah. cheating bastard? Yeah. He's a smart man. Yeah, he is. He's a Probably powerful smart. man, too. I mean, it just what what he has in his head in terms of his vision for helping people and how he's able to see that through and that having that accountability crib and, and, and putting everybody yeah. through these workouts on a daily basis. I mean, the amount of time invested <coughs> in helping you guys, this is fucking amazing. And, then, and not just <coughs> you guys, but many, yeah. many, many, many people. And my only fear is he's not going to get out there enough. No, oh, he's getting the out there. Is, look, he, we, we're helping There's him. There's a whole other world that, that doesn't know him yet. People are knowing about him more and more. Oh, I know. He, he really appreciates your show and what it did for him, man. He, he said he just fucking rocked, rocked his fucking world. Because it's feeding that up. buzz. I mean, you it's know, feeding keep his... Keep going, keep going. It keep really going. is true. Doing something nice makes you feel good. It, yeah. it doesn't really get talked about it enough. Doesn't, man. Right. There's not a good right. news channel. Why not? Right. No, <laughs> yeah. you're right. Fuck yeah. you. I My brother wanted to I don't want to see happy shit. You know? Right? There's a lot of that. Well, you know, people are scared. They like watching fear-based things. Right. Because, it, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. But and guess what? If you're hurting, I don't feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the problem is even calling it news. 
You know, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's events. You know, but news is almost always negative. Yeah, it's yeah. all. You know, it's calling even calling it the news. Like, what does that mean? News. What's news? This shit happened hours ago. Every it's not news. Day, this is just events. It's like the show is events. But what 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 Dallas is doing is showing people that there's another path, and in his his yoga program and just how positive and energetic the guy is it's contagious you know and having him on the podcast man the number of fucking messages that i got afterwards of how many people that benefited and how many people started taking his program and started taking his yoga or any yoga and cleaning up their life and just inspired by it it's amazing you know that makes me very happy when i can help a guy spread that kind of word that that makes me very happy I, mean, I just want to get out there and I've chosen this platform of, of doing these shows in buildings uh, you know because it wouldn't do me any good to be in a building where there's 5,000 people because I can't spend time with each one of you right but if it's 100 150 in a comedy okay, club there's yeah. going to be 5 or 10 people that want to talk about 150 I got time for that yeah if it was 5,000 I'd be overwhelmed because not because of the show because the show's easy it's just fucking memories I pull out and had some jingles do it and twirl around, you know, say a couple of cute things, and I'm done. Yeah. But getting to them, that's, you know, that's the deal. That's my nut. That's where I want it. You know, and, um, you know when it's been a good show, when I go and talk to a couple of people, and I can go back to the hotel room and just like, which is basically the opposite of how you would go back to a hotel room when you were wrestling. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to forget now. Right. Well, now I'm doing shit that I don't have to forget about. And you can go back and chill. I can go back and smile, man. That's now, beautiful. Now I'm getting the chance, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, I've, I've, I've had enough miracles happen to me in the past four years to believe that there's still one more miracle left for me. And I hope the hell I meet her soon. Because I don't want to be alone anymore, man. You see, I, I did something stupid, man. I don't want to tell you guys now. You, a lot of you guys listening are going to be like, come on, Jake, you're killing my buzz, man. Well, maybe <laughs> I am, man, but I'm going to tell you something, guys. A woman's a great thing to have, but you can't have too much. You can have too many. I know. I experienced that. I went from a small-town kid in uh, Gainesville, Texas, where if you got laid twice in a month by two different girls... You're a stud, you know, you're the man. And the double standards that we have for women, and if a woman goes out and gets laid, she's not a stud, she's a whore. What the fuck's wrong with that? It's us. Well, Jake went from small town to bigger city, star. Oh my God, you name the price, you make it nice. Hey girl, why don't you and your girlfriend come to a little show for me? Use this toy, that toy, this toy. Bring in the donkey. Here comes the clown. Because that's what it got to. It was never enough. It had to be one more idea, one more goofy thing to do with a girl, or one more sexual position, or how many can you do in one night? What'd you do with the donkey? It's a joke, bro. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> we have dicks that are like, anyway. <laughs> but... Other words, I fucked till I couldn't fuck no more. Because now I got a problem. What's the problem? It takes some pretty weird shit to get my fucking brain busy again. I went from having that diva at home, that foxy, hot, 
most I could ever want to having to give my shots <laughs> stuff, shots of fucking testosterone so I can pray to get a heart on for because there's not all this outside stuff going into the, the night. Are you fucking kidding me? You can't get your dick hard for this hot motherfucker over here that, that will do anything for you to love you, everything? But it's also had to probably have to do with all the years of doing steroids. No. I mean, you're, well, your it's body really doesn't run. produce testosterone the same anymore if you no. do years of steroids. Uh, yeah, well, I can still get the wood, man. He brought the donkey no, I'm sure and this and fucking wood man, all day well, that's long. the extreme excitement, but, but that might be part of the issue. The excitement was having it to where you can make him do anything you want. Right. That's the kink. That's not healthy. Right. That's, that's the kink. That's very unhealthy. Right. That is the kink. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you got Power. too into the kink and then regular stuff wasn't stimulating Could enough for not you. get me happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's the old joke about the couple that are in bed going, what's wrong, honey? We can't, you can't fuck anybody else either. <laughs> you know, just the fuck, you know, you're trying to think of somebody to get your shit going. She's trying to think of somebody to get her shit going. And you're mm -hmm. both living a fucking lie. But I had to abstain from sex. For several years to get the fire back. The fire is back, but nobody wants to put it out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You can find a gal. Listen, yeah, ladies. Ladies I, out I don't there, want a gal. I Jake want the snake. a woman. He's available. Women, yeah. not girls. Yeah. Girls, stay home. I want a woman. Women. I'm gonna, I'm Life gonna, experience. I'm going to hook you up on a date with my mom. If I can get Jake oh, the Snake Jesus to be Christ. my... If I can get Jake the Snake to be my stepdad, my life's complete. <laughs> if her penis is bigger than yours, I'll take her. <laughs> Probably is. Okay. And she has a pet donkey. So. All right. But Bring bummed. in the clowns. <laughs> yeah. Bring in the clowns. We're going to fix um, that back in one any, moment. Do you want any dating apps or anything? No, bro. I don't do that shit. No, you don't do that shit? I don't no. want to, man. I want, right. well, you, I want well, an old-fashioned girl in an old-fashioned way. You just put it out there in the universe right now yeah. to millions of people. So yeah. what's going to happen is at your shows. I'm going to get a lot of bullshit that I don't want. <laughs> no, it's going to be these gals that yeah. think I'm the one. They're, yeah. they're dolling their hair up right now. Yep. Listening to this podcast right now. There's girls in the mirror right now with a blow dryer yeah. and a brush, and they're getting ready for Jake mm. the Snake. You on Instagram? You got to Zanies no. in Nashville. You got to check those DMs. We got to teach you how to check your inbox. Yeah, do you, oh do you check God. your inbox? I don't check an inbox. No. You got to be careful with the ones with the numbers after their names. Most of those bitches are fake. If you yeah. go to their pages and there's only two photos and none of them have any text in them, yeah. don't get suckered. Don't get fished. fished. You ever been fished? You know. Cat catfish you. No, not yeah. that I know of. Got to be real careful. They're trying to fuck with you. They're trying to get money. They're from Nigeria. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. We'll help you, bro. Yeah. But listen, uh, why ladies, do I not feel comfortable? Where, where are your next? Where Where do people find your gigs? And uh, we're gonna send this out there to all the well, all the women. Man, all you gotta do, man, is check actual out, women. You know, social media, man. Uh, Jake the Snake Twitter. DDT on Instagram. Yeah. And do you have a website? Yeah, I got a website, man. JakeTheSnakeRoberts.com. JakeTheSnakeRoberts.com. Yeah. Is there a contact thing on there? At JakeTheSnakeRoberts. Prepare yourself for photographs. Just know that my daughter will read them first. Okay. Settle down, ladies. She'll send pictures. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't read well, there but she likes to look All at pictures. Bookings. There we go. JakeTheSnakeRoberts.com. She's the best, man. She's the best. All right, brother. Listen. This is an awesome podcast. I really appreciate you coming yeah, in here. Him, Your film is fucking fantastic. It's the resurrection of Jake the Snake. It's fucking excellent. Diamond you, Dallas you Page. Mean the first hour's up? 
we just did two hours and 20 minutes. Are you shit? Yeah, flew by. Um, Dallas. God, it goes Dallas. fast for somebody sucking your dick. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, by the way. Of course. <laughs> You're the man. Shout out to Dallas. He's a fucking yeah. amazing human being. Young Tony Hinchcliffe, tell people where you're going to be next. Uh, Dallas, New Year's Eve. Uh, wow. I'm going to be in Baltimore. Where are you at? You Addison? At uh, I'm doing uh, Hyenas. Oh, Again, nice. just did okay, a cool. bunch of, just did 11 packed shows uh, in Texas, four Kill Tonys and five stand-up shows and uh, this week. And uh, we're doing Dallas, New Year's Eve. Me and Jeremiah Watkins Beautiful. featuring for me two shows in one night. Baltimore at Magoobies at the end of November. And uh, those dates for uh, England are coming up on my oh, website. Wow. Um in a, in a, probably at the end of this week. Maybe, Tony maybe someday you and I you got to do can a be in the same town oh. and me doing a good show and you have somewhere else. Yeah, oh. absolutely. <laughs> he's got to end on a positive note. He's a bad this guy. guy. He's got to. just how it goes. Yeah, I got I got yeah, no, I'd, like, I'd like to hang out with you, man. No, yeah, I we will. Like some help, I do want to do some movies out there. Remember that? Not just porn. And I have a wrestling podcast I have to get you on. We do it at the comedy you know, store. We'll do it, man, because yeah. I, you know, I, I'm trying to get a deal with a club there in Vegas, man, because I'd like to uh, do the whole residency thing. And, Beautiful. Uh, and then you. have a podcast out live right there at the building. Where Listen, man, we'll show. help you. I'll help you I'd promote love it. To it man. Fuck yeah, we'll put it on Twitter yeah. and Instagram, the whole so, deal. Well, y'all need to buy a hotel first and put me into that fucking hotel doing my podcast. Well, <laughs> again, we'll put it you out into the universe, ladies and gentlemen. Bring it to Let's us. Let's see where it comes. Thank you, sir. Thank you really so much. It. Thank so you. much, man. Tony Hedgecliffe, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks.